Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. say to myself that you know it's a new year it's the same mark order podcast uh but it's a new year and then i was gonna do some production work and add in you know the fade out to the end here because we don't have millionaire matt here tonight with the board i did not do it yet i wasn't anticipating having to have it ready right off the bat in 2022 I probably should have had it ready, figuring the millionaire might not be able to make it one night. I mean, you got to give him credit. He was able to at least go to the show last night. Very true. Very true. Um, welcome, everybody. It's the Mark Order Podcast. It is episode 41, but episode number one of 2022. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Just waiting for it to just abruptly end. It's gonna end. Ready, three, two, one, and we're in. Uh, <laughs> so Ryan, uh, happy New Year, pal. Good to see you here uh, in the new year. Happy New Year. Uh, it feels weird to be saying that since it is, you know, six days out. But happy. New year. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the first time uh, I think we're kind of talking here face to face or not via text message um uh so uh happy new year it's our first uh episode of the new year here on the mark order podcast so that's exciting yeah it's a oh, big one for our yearly debut that's right it's the debut with here with the two live crew two for me two for you uh, Aunt Money and Ryan here right now. Of course, uh, Hollywood Kate Hensler said she'll be here in 15 to 20 minutes. So if you're out there watching, simping for Kate, she'll be here. Don't worry. She's coming. She'll make her way eventually when, when she has all her uh, costumes on and her music ready so she can make That's a right. grand entrance. That's right. When the bangs are ready, when, uh, you know, her setup is complete, you know, all that kind of stuff. Kate will be on. Okay, we'll be on. Uh, hello, Mott Spock. Two guy, uh, two, uh, my two. He meant to say favorites from the Mark Order. We know what you're he saying. Did. We know what he's saying. Uh, Kevin Schnur checking it out. AE Dub, AE Dub, AE Dub. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Kevin. And uh, Rob Humphrey saying she's not sick again. No, Rob, she's not sick, and she's not air quotes sick. Uh, she'll be here. She's having some some sort of issue. She says it's heat, but I told her, I said, Kate, I think you already have enough heat. You can just get on the show. Uh, you're I did a like heat that magnet, comment. Right? You knew what I was saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, right, did you do anything to celebrate 
uh, the turn of the year, or did you just hang out like the rest of the world? Uh, I just hung out like the rest of the world. I don't like New Year's even when there isn't a pandemic, so it's not like I try to do anything most Ditto. years. So I took Ditto. it as an excuse. Well, that's good. Yeah, we um we did the same. We sat here at home. Um, we sat here at home. Uh, although during the day I had off on on New Year's Eve. Uh, Mrs. Money also had off on New Year's Eve. I think she took uh, I think she took the day. Uh, but either way, uh, little uh, little money was home as well. We kept him home from school because it was like a half day anyway. So we um we kept him home. And uh, we actually did a little uh, New Year's celebration at lunchtime. We took him to Hibachi. So that was quite fun. He had an enjoyable time. And the best part, Ryan, there was absolutely nobody fucking there. We were the only people in that place at our own table. And it was fantastic. Now, did he eat anything? Because I know you were worried about that. We were a little worried. Uh, but he did eat. Now, I will say this. We went in, and the first thing he says is, they don't have mac and cheese. And I said, that's right. There's no mac and cheese. He was So he was perceptive of they don't have mac and cheese because there's this giant thing in front of me. And we said yes. And we said they have chicken, real chicken, because chicken to him is like nuggets. So he, we said they have real chicken and rice and soup and vegetables and noodles. And he said, I just want noodles. So um, we were like, okay, well, we're going to get you some chicken and noodles. And uh, he kept trying to tell everybody, I just want noodles. I don't want anything else. I just want noodles. So either way, you know, they bought soup and stuff and he he wasn't really interested. And then all of a sudden he goes, what's that? And Mrs. Money's like, it's soup. And he said, I'd like to try that. And he loved the soup. He loved the clear soup. He drank the whole thing. Um, he tried some, some of the salad, wasn't really into the salad. He sort of liked the dressing, um, but he did not really love it. Um, and then once they started cooking the stuff in front of him, uh, believe it or not, he's not a huge rice fan, but he sat and ate half a bowl of white rice, uh, you know, uh, at the hibachi. And then he ate, uh, he ate noodles and he did eat some chicken. So, um, so he had a good, uh, he had a good, uh, meal and then believe it or not ryan um it was dessert time and uh you know it was like okay uh we have ice cream so it was like okay he likes ice cream so his options were uh vanilla strawberry or green tea so he goes i'll take strawberry and mrs money and myself are both fans of the green tea so we said we'll do green tea so they bring the ice cream and he's got his bowl of strawberry and I've got, you know, we've got our green teas and he goes to uh, Mrs. Money. What's that? And she goes, it's green tea ice cream. I, I don't know if you'll like it, but you can try it. And he said, sure, because it's green. Green's my favorite color. So um, he took one goddamn bite, Ryan, and that was it. He had two bowls of ice cream. He loved the green tea. He loved it. So he had a bowl of green tea ice cream and strawberry ice cream. And uh, that was uh, that was his experience. He loved it. The fire scared him a little bit. Uh, he was not a huge fan of the fire at first. Uh, he said, I thought the place was going to burn down. It was it was quite a large fire at the start. But he did enjoy 
the uh, the uh, volcano with the onion that the uh, chef did on on the table. In, fa- in fairness to him, I've also sometimes thought the Hibachi place was going to burn down. Yeah, I've been to a couple of those places too, where I'm like, "Boy, you better be careful. This all looks awful dry." They get uh, a reckless cook in there, and he uh, <laughs> he starts going a bit high with that fire. I'm like, "Wait a minute, let's 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 back this up." Yeah, yeah. So uh, so that's honestly all we did for New Year's, and then since we got him, uh, he got to stay up really late till nine o'clock. Uh, and then we did the uh, you know Netflix YouTube thing, you know the fake countdowns to to New Year's. And uh, and he enjoyed it. So uh, it was a good New Year's holiday. Staying That's a in. great invention, that fake countdown. It is. I will say this. Netflix used to have a lot more properties that they could uh, do that with. They are now down to like two. One is, I think, like Skylanders or something like that. And the other is, uh, I don't know, something else like, I don't know, Strawberry Shortcake or something weird like that, right? Uh, so it's like, you know, clearly... You have one option that's for the boys, one option for the girls, you know, whatever. But uh, like I remember we did it last year, the year before, and there were like 20 options. Uh, not the case this year. So uh, we did. Yeah, they've lost a lot of that uh, property. There's properties. Yes, they have. Uh, so but he listen, he enjoyed it. He drank sparkling apple apple juice uh, out of a champagne glass. So he thought it was really fancy. And then he went to bed and woke up way too early. But uh, it was uh, it's a nice holiday. Now we're back to reality. 2022. We're in lockdown. We're I'm not in Rob lockdown. Humph- I'm just- yeah, no. I'm seeing Rob Humphrey's comment of they have, did they have a Squid Games version? They did, but Ann didn't want to have to kill his wife at, at, at midnight. So he let yeah, him yeah, no. We we chose not to do the Squid uh, the Squid Games version. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it, we we did watch the. Uh, the uh, New York uh, City ball drop. Uh, we also happened to see Miley Cyrus's top drop. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, that really happened, Schlong. I don't know if you know that. I did. She caught it, though. She did. And I'll say this. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of like her music. I think she's a she's got a great voice, right? She's a really strong singer. Um, she was a she was a professional. Um. She was a professional when that top fell because she caught it. She turned around and kept singing and went backstage. And then there was like a small lull, like where she was clearly supposed to be singing, but not very long. And then she came right back out in that blazer. And there were still, I think, like five or six nip slips. But um, uh, she kept going. So uh, props to Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I mean, she's a bit of a risque performer as it is. So that probably helps that she's like, I don't actually care. I just don't want to get fined by the uh, the FCC. That's right. Be canceled immediately, like Janet Jackson. Exactly. For a, uh, wardrobe malfunction. No, uh, we did. We just happened to catch that in real time, which was uh, which was a lot of fun on New Year's Eve. Um, but yeah. what did they do? And do they do anything special in Philadelphia, Ryan? Did they do like? Uh, do they drop a hoagie into somebody's mouth to signify? Um, you know. You have this view of Philly that I don't think is entirely accurate. They should shoot people. It's that's that's all. I've seen I've seen uh, people climb up uh, greased up telephone poles in Philly. Uh, you know, like when they won the Super Bowl. 
There is stuff like that in every celebration that any team wins. I don't know. That was a pretty. You just do it better. I think somebody else in that celebration. There was a video going around. Somebody ate like horse shit or something. Literally. Yeah, that. Yeah, that guy was weird. Yeah, that's Philly, baby. I mean, also, we don't know what happened in most of these celebrations because only recently was did everyone have a camera. It's very true. So, like, when the New York teams were winning, no one's a hundred percent sure what the hell was happening there. Like, yeah, I, I mean, God, I. I it was uh we did have cell phone cameras uh maybe not as good as they are today the last uh, time the giants won a super bowl that's um, true it's been a while for the yankees we all know about the rangers um although the last time the devils won a cup i think there were camera phones did they win a cup no they won a cup since like 03 the devils yeah yeah there were camera phones in 03 no they were they good. weren't I don't think they could do, could they even do real video at that point? It was like that choppy video where like you kind of saw people moving. Yeah. I'm not even talking like video. Like you could snap a photo. Yeah. It but, was this big, but you could snap a photo. No, I agree with that, but I'm talking more like now you get clear as day HD picture of a Philly fan eating some goddamn poop. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, you know, the other yeah. great video that that came out um, when Philly won that championship was the I think it was somebody trying to run onto a, a subway and just or run alongside the subway and he ran right into the fucking pillar. The fuck Fantastic, best, fantastic. That, that was the best. Did well, you see that... the video? Did you see the video making the rounds now, Ryan? And uh, yes, everybody, by the way, this is the Mark Order podcast. We are the only AEW focused podcast that you need, but we'll get down to everything in a second here. Uh, Ryan, did you see the video that's recently been going around about Philly sports? Um, I don't know how you look it up, but it's definitely uh, I saw it and I heard somebody play it on the radio. You know, clearly the, the Eagles just won um a game and they want a spot in the playoffs i mean mm -hmm. i think we all know it'll be one and done but um there was a video the giants are there i do you want to know the truth ryan mm -hmm. i don't really even follow football i don't watch well, it on sundays i don't do any of that stuff uh i follow what's going on on sports center but that's fair. um I will say this, uh, the video that I'm referencing, Ryan, have you seen it where there's this, uh, this drunk lady, um, uh, and she had the thick, one of the thickest Philly accents I think I've ever heard. Pretty sure she was a little, uh, a little tipsy and, um, you know, they were asking her like, what's going, what's happening next. And all she kept saying was, and I think her voice kind of sounded like this, but, um, I think she just kept saying, we're going to play Wolfs, you know, in her very thick Philly accent. And all the people around her kept trying to get her to do was to say that. Going to play Wolfs. It was. Yeah, you guys make funny. fun of me, but like mine is my stuff is light compared to to some of those accents. I mean, you can hear it when you say the right you, words. You can hear it with the right. But I'm saying go into South Philly where where the accent was born it's and atrocious. it could be it, it could be it, i've always said if i notice the accent it's bad yeah 
That's pretty bad. Um, I mean, but New York's no better. I mean, there are definitely sections of New York where it's pretty heavy. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, nobody's perfect. Or Poe Buddy's nerfect. <laughs> uh, Schlong just going back through some comments here. Uh, Asian Joe wanted to know where the Schlong simp's at. Um, I don't when know. They get, when they form, I will let you know. But we probably have a while for that. Uh, also have to call out uh, Rob Humphrey saying he looks for mac and cheese everywhere he goes. Asian Joe posed the question, and this is a great question, actually. Um, mac and cheese, entree or side? I think it depends on if you put anything in the mac and cheese. I don't necessarily agree with that, but let me ask you a question. Like craft a box of craft mac and cheese. Would you make that as a meal or a side? That's a side if I'm making craft mac and cheese. Boom. Boom. I mean, I will have it as a meal if there are no other options, but I have 100% made that as a side dish to like chicken or hamburger or even tacos, you know, like. But it's like Wawa has Wawa has buffalo mac and cheese that I really like. Oof. And that could be an entree because it has the chicken in there. The buffalo it's buffalo chicken mac and cheese. No, so I get it. A full thing of chicken. But overall, even then, I would still probably consider it a side because I just it's hard for me to justify making craft in it or any kind of mac and cheese a full meal. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes uh either way. I would consider it. I would definitely consider it a side dish, personally, Asian Joe. Um, Motspock also checking in saying, green tea ice cream is the fucking truth. He knew he liked mini money. So thank you, uh, Motspock. Um, let's see, going through. Oh, um, uh, Russell Vibes with Riven Blade asks, uh, did you check the scores today? I was there. So yeah, I checked the scores. Looks like the Penguin 6... Flyers too. Flyers had six people out with COVID. Now I don't I mean, care. Like, but no, the game. Here's where my yeah, but here's where my complaint is. And I, it's, it's a very I wouldn't care normally, except Anaheim, who they didn't play, but had had five people out with COVID, and they canceled their game. But because the Flyers were the ESPN Plus game of the night, they forced the Flyers to play. I'm not gonna lie. I was reading through comments, and I didn't focus on anything you said about hockey because it had to do with the Flyers. Um, One team really with less people on COVID game, COVID list got postponed. Anaheim had five, Flyers had six. What? So Wait a minute. What happened to the game? It got what? Postponed. I don't care. It's my accent. <laughs> You're like, my accent's pretty light. That game got postponed. It, my accent is light compared to those people. It definitely is. Uh, also, uh, what's up, Berg? Thanks for uh, checking in. Um, uh, and then Rob Humphrey goes on to say that it, this is more of an AEW not really focused podcast. I beg to differ. We do go way off the rails, but we are about, we're all about the AEW stuff. Uh, so Schlong, what do you say? Should we, should we hop on into it? Should we get into, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, you know, we'll let Kate come in mid conversation. So we'll start. Yeah. Oh, I, I do have to call out, uh. I do have to call out a couple of things now that we've talked about uh, mac and cheese being a meal or a side. Uh, Mrs. Money saying, uh, craft is a meal, you animals. I'm sorry, Mrs. Money. 
That's not true. A box of mac and cheese is a side at best. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Even, uh, you know, uh, the ones that come in the, the envelopes schlong, like the Noors, uh, mac and cheese with the, with the like freeze dried, uh, broccoli in it. That is definitely a side dish. I'll eat the whole side dish, but it's not a meal. Just because it's the only thing I eat, I ate doesn't make it a meal. Like, yeah, I agree with you there. I agree. Um, uh, all right. So let's jump into this. Sorry. I'm trying to, I got a lot of windows open tonight. Song. There's actually a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that went on this week. Uh, we weren't here yesterday to talk about it. That's cause we were at, uh, dynamite last night in Newark. Uh, and, uh, I will say this, uh, and hopefully, uh, Kate does get in by the time we're talking about dynamite. But um, I, I thought the show there live was a lot of fun. Um, everybody had to wear a mask. Uh, they were not requiring vax cards at the doors, but apparently uh, next week in Newark, you're going to have to start showing your vax cards. So uh, it, it's getting serious down there, but we're masked up all night. I will say this, Schlong, it definitely looked like the arena was light, and I have a feeling it's because of... Uh, infections going on it didn't look like it was like whole sections were not sold it looked interspersed i'm not sure how it looked on tv and we can talk about it later but um it was covered on tv but i mean i think for anything going forward it doesn't matter whether you're talking AEW, wwe indies there's just so many people right now with this that and actually I don't want to get too like I'm not turning this into a COVID podcast because people would yell at us then and I don't want to get yelled at. Yeah, I'm not but doing I will that. say like New York, North Jer- New York, Jersey, the Northeast is ahead of the curve in terms of Omicron. Like we got hit first, so we're likely almost to the peak of cases, which means when you have events here, we're gonna have the most people who have to skip. Yeah, there's uh, we're you know we're still in the the thick of it right now. So hopefully uh, in the next few weeks, uh, it starts to subside. But I will say it was uh, for the house that was there. It was a pretty good house. And we will certainly talk about Dynamite uh, with our reactions and recap coming up. Um, But it was a lot of fun. Uh, Millionaire Matt was with us. Uh, Kate was with us. Uh, Mrs. Money was with us. Um, And she was disappointed. We'll talk about that later, Ryan. Uh, And uh, Kevin from The Shining Wizards was also with us. Uh, so, uh, it was a good crew, a lot of fun crowd was, uh, into it as they usually tend to be at, uh, AEW shows. But Ryan, I want to start with, uh, the new year's Eve edition of, uh, of rampage. And I really want to talk about like one thing here. Uh, we will touch on everything, but, um, you know, there is, I think one thing we definitely need to talk about. Uh, and we were chatting, we were texting back and forth, I think, New Year's Eve uh, in our group saying, uh, I don't know who's watching television, but you should definitely be watching Dynamite right now. Um, so we'll get to it. But uh, we had Darby Allen versus Anthony Bowens. Um, I think this went the way everybody thought it would go. Darby Allen defeating Bowens. It was a good match. I'm not minimizing this match at all. I just really feel like we've seen these guys go. Bowens is great. Darby's great. Sting was there. Uh, you know, uh, Sting uh, did get uh, attacked uh, after the match. 
Uh, and, um, uh, you know, uh, we, uh, we, we have sort of like this issue right between Darby and the acclaimed and sting. So we'll see what comes of it, but, uh, we're going to keep moving on. Uh, this is really what I want to talk about schlong this part of the night Taz analyzed, uh, the arsenal of maneuvers from hook in, uh, the technique by Taz, um, uh, the breakdowns were were great. Uh, it was, I think, especially what we've uh, wanted to see out of these technique by Taz videos. That I feel like they need, they should do more of these. Uh, you know, whether they're on Friday night or even on Wednesday night, because it always makes it seem like, you know, truly sports based. But uh, it was great to have it about Hook because that kid is the future of the sport. Listen. Hook is awesome, so I can't. More hook isn't a bad thing, but I missed those those Taz segments where he would analyze moves because they're actually very cool. Like, it, like you said, it makes it feel very sports based. It kind of provides logic to certain moves, and yeah, it was fun making it hook because it's hook, right? I mean, and so, it's Taz. It's his dad. Yeah, it works both ways. So uh, it's great to see those technique by Taz. Hopefully they give us more. Uh, so Schlong, clearly I kid uh, about uh, the one thing that I want to talk about. Um, the thing that I really, well, actually I forget Schlong. There's this actually wound up being uh, an episode with a few things to talk about, but the thing I think that shocked me the most, uh, despite the outcome of the main event, which we'll also talk about this street fight between the bunny and Penelope Ford and Tay Conti and Anna Jay was not what I was expecting. And that's not me saying, like, I hated it. That's I, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying it's not what I expected because I hated it. I thought this was so fucking badass that, uh, that I was blown away. Now, I think there were clearly schlong some messy spots in it. Um, but it's a street fight where anything goes. And they had weapons. They had goddamn tacks in the middle of the ring. Um, the bunny was gushing like a stuck pig. I mean, what were you? I, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting this to be the cleanest match of all matches. But, dude, this was, I thought, fantastic to have these women's in this spot on New Year's Eve in a street fight where anything goes. The color, the tacks. The tables, I mean, Ryan, I thought this was awesome. So the nice thing is with a street fight, you don't expect it to be clean. Like, you can mess up, like, because you had the one move by uh, Penelope Ford where she did the, the moonsault off of the the top rope onto the table where it was basically, they, the, the AEW Twitter made it like the knee, uh, what would they call it, like the knee smash or something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they, they tried they to made up a name for it. for it, yeah, yeah. But in a street fight, that's okay because it, everything is so ugly on purpose. Everything is. Kate, if Kate was here, she'd say it. You know, they got to stop buying those New Japan tables. They do got to get tables that break, which we'll talk about, I guess, on Dynamite. But for the most part, like poor Tay, she took that right to the head. And if that table broke, she probably doesn't get it as bad. <laughs> but that table right. didn't want to go. But this was just, inc- it was it was the good kind of violent, which I know always sounds weird, but like, 
I'm not a huge deathmatch guy. I, to me, wrestling. Neither am always I. Been, oh, I know you're not. Where's Kate? She's deathmatch Kate. But That's right. you know, wrestling, wrestling's supposed to be, for lack of a better term, fake. You're supposed to be limiting the amount of pain your opponent's in because you guys are working together. Deathmatch typically is the opposite because, however, I can accept a good hard, hardcore deathmatch style match when there's a lot of logic in it. And there was a, this had been a feud built up over months. The way they delivered each spot had logic. There were some really cool moves. The bunny is perfect for this yep. kind of stuff. Actually, Penelope before Joey Janela tweeted out before the match. He's like, the stuff I put her through on the indies, I know she'll be okay. Like, yeah, she, he, she was with him. She had been through some shit. Um, I'm actually more surprised by, by uh, Ty and uh, Anna, not because I don't think they're good, but because they haven't been through this. Anna's right. new and Ty's relatively new. That the queen, this the the um chokehold with the barbed wire around the arm is one of yeah. the coolest, grossest looking things I've ever seen. Like it's just so violent, and it was oh, there hasn't been a better version of this. And there has been as good. I'm not saying this is the best, but there hasn't been a better version of this style of match because it gave me everything I wanted. Yeah, I would I would certainly Ryan put this on par with um the lights out uh match that Britt Baker and um and Thunder Rosa had. I just thought that this had all of the 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 elements that you would look for uh after having that kind of as the high bar that was set. Um so I thought that it was right there. Yeah, the the Queen Slayer choke out with the barbed wire around her forearm was awesome. The moment that made me cringe right before that schlong was they had the tax out obviously in the ring and the bunny was going to maybe, maybe give a, um, you know, a, a, a super kick, uh, to Anna J. I'm not sure what that was going to be, but she slipped and fell. I mean, she did a split on those tax. I mean, that made me and Mrs. Money cringe. I think I literally yelled, uh, her, her vagina. Oh my God, her crotch. Uh, and there were tacks just on the seat of her pants. Like, Oh my God. Listen, when the guys do it, I cringe as well, but that you could tell, like she slipped and pretty much did a split on those tacks. I was cringing. The other move that I thought was awesome was the gotch pile driver, Tay Conti uh, put on Penelope Ford uh, from the uh, from the apron uh, to the floor through the table. That was a great, great move as well. Um, uh, of course, we knew the brass knuckles were going to come into play here, um, you know, and uh, and that's kind of where they fell out of play was that slip on the tax. Um, Tay Conti and Anna Jay defeated the bunny and Penelope Ford with that uh, Queen Slayer chokehold with the. Uh, with the barbed wire around the forearm. So, um, yeah, I, I would suggest Ryan, uh, and I'm pretty sure you would, that if people did not check this out, that you should, uh, check it out, uh, because, uh, these ladies, uh, gave it their all and it, it wound up being great. Uh, again, the amount of color that, uh, the bunny had, uh, as well as Anna J or not Anna J I'm sorry, as well as Ty Conti, uh, was, uh, was crazy. I thought they were going to I thought they were going to pull the bunny out of it at one point. I really did. She was I mean, she's going to be shown up by Brian on Dynamite because he was literally bleeding the worst I've seen anyone bleed in a while. But 
she was bleeding really bad. And you're right, that split, which they got lucky that she's able to do a split. Right. Because, like, if that had been some wrestlers, as good as wrestlers are, like, that looked bad. Now, the advantage is, again, this is why a street fight works. As much as you can call that a botch or whatever, it's not. Because that's what happens when, you know, you watch a UFC fight and there's blood on the on the, the apron. People slip. Well, there's not blood. There's tax, but it's a slippery substance. Like, that's right. It makes it more realistic that a person's going for – and they covered for it. Like, they, they went right with it. See, that's where they're getting – the reps they've had with each other works has worked out because they saw it. And we're like, nope, we're not going to make this look bad. This is going to look really cool. Again, right. you, you nailed it. Go watch it if you want to, you know, this is what we've been wanting. Not necessarily the death match from the women's division, but these standout matches from the women's division that we've gotten a bunch of now. You know, you've you've had two death match. Well, I don't I call them death matches, but they're not really death matches. But we've had two, you know, violent matches, one with Thunder Rosa and, and Britt. Now this one, but we've also had Serena versus Sheed. You've had Britt versus Statlander. You've had a bunch of standout matches now that you could say like, yep. this is what we wanted the whole time. Yeah, and and this was the way that you blow off this feud, right? Like they've been doing this, like you said, they've been kind of building this story, and um, the lead up to this was that this all ends tonight, and they definitely ended this story uh, the way it should have been ended. So bravo to to all the ladies, uh, the women uh, who took part in that match. Uh, absolutely great uh, match by uh, Anna J, Tay Conti, Penelope Ford, and the Bunny. Uh, they did hype up the title match that we had last night. We'll talk about that. Um, and then Mark Henry interviewed the participants uh, in the main event. And then it was time for the main event. We had uh, our TNT championship match, Cody Rhodes versus um, versus um, Ethan Page. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, it was a, a match that I think uh, people were sort of a little surprised at because, um, well, not necessarily surprised that they kind of built it, but Cody literally just won this belt. Uh, he's defending it already, but I, I don't know, Ryan, like to me, um, this is actually what I'd want, uh, out of this belt with Cody, right? He defended it like this the first time he held it and, and the second time. Um, and now he's putting it right back out there, but, uh, Cody and Ethan Page um, wound up being a being a pretty good match. Cody winds up defeating Ethan Page, um, uh, and uh, it looked like uh, at towards the end of this that Page was setting up a pile driver, but Cody was able to counter for the crossroads, second crossroads, uh, and then he took it straight into the Tiger Driver ninety eight for the win to retain the title. Um, I think one of my favorite parts, long was at the end of the show. Uh, Arn Anderson uh, was pulling that finger Glock out on Dan Lambert. Uh, so uh, armed Anderson was there in the house, but um, listen, the heat on Cody is still there. Uh, you know, people were booing it. Um, I don't know about you, Ryan, but the one, the, the time that he decides he is not going to do that tiger driver. And he finally hits that fucking um, pedigree is going to send people through the roof. It's going to happen. Just the way he's he's walking a very thin tightrope between heel and face. He was on um, a podcast this week. Uh, 
it, it, it popped up on Twitter where I was saw some of it. Um, so I'm going to blank on the name. It, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try to remember it. I'm going to blank. because it Was, on was it on Wrestling with Brandon yes. Walker? Yeah, we're going to talk he, about that a little bit, but go ahead. Where he, Well, yeah, because there's, there's some news that came out of that. But yep. basically, he, he was just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, as long as I'm getting a reaction, I, I don't care. And it's like, yeah, that's perfect. Like, because he's not getting go away heat. Like, when people say, you know, I, I know people like to throw that term out. He, that's not what he's getting. Like, he's getting true, like, he's getting that the right kind when he gets booed, I think. Yeah. Um. The only thing I'm going to say about this, this is why I get so upset with the way that Ethan Page, the, the men of the year been used. Look how good Ethan Page is. Like, they're a good tag team. They're good singles. Yeah. You know, he deserves more of these matches. He he looked great. He looked deserving. I mean, I, I could fantasy book that. I hope Scorpio is the one to beat Cody and then Ethan gets jealous and they have their matches, but that's just because I want more Ethan page. Um, but Cody, yeah, when he nails that now, I don't know who I want it to be on, but it's going to be on. It has to be on a fan favorite. And I haven't figured out who yet. I mean, yeah, it, it's gonna when it happens, it's going to be something that it, I think it's gonna explode, right? Like, just it'll be everywhere. Oh my god, he hit the pedigree. He said he wasn't gonna do it. Blah blah blah. I don't know who you hit it on, but when it happens, Schlong, it's gonna be beautiful. I love this version of Cody. I I liked this sort of version of Cody that we got um in ring of honor too right like he was a heel in ring of honor but he was this very kind of walk the line like i'm sort of a cocky heel but i'm still sort of face like you don't really know how to react to me and i kind of see that in him now not not as you know uh in your face as he was in ring of honor but man i i I just it's crazy the amount of heat that he's getting and uh it just doesn't make sense but i love it i love the reaction i love the new shirt um shirt's great new shirt's great i might have to make a purchase um but yeah i i'm with you as far as everything you said about ethan page as well schlong i um i want to see more ethan page and i don't need to see this men of the year with american top team thing anymore let's just get them doing something, him and Scorpio Sky. And I like I like what you said about, you know, maybe Scorpio Sky takes the belt off Cody and then Ethan Page gets jealous. I think that there's going to be something there to drive a wedge between the two of them. And then we're going to eventually get a series of matches between Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, which signed me up. That's I think that's what I wanted when I first saw Ethan Page was coming in. So, um, so when that happens, I'll take it. But... Um, yeah, I mean, Cody's first title defense, he's successful. Pretty good match. And I thought it was a nice, a, a fun show uh, at, at 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve. Then you got an hour to go before the ball drops. What what more could you ask for, Shlom? Yeah, that, see, on a night like New Year's Eve, the 10 o'clock slot was perfect. Now, on other nights, no. Well, I don't really do anything on Friday, so I don't really care. But for other people, I'm sure that's a problem. But for new year's eve what the hell what are you doing though i do right. think it hurt the ratings i do think the ratings are slightly down because yeah yeah the, i did see that the the ratings were down uh but but again i feel like okay it's it's new year's eve right like not everybody's gonna be home watching people are clearly gonna be out doing stuff or watching other stuff and that's fine but hey i was home watching 
watching uh, Rampage at 10 o'clock, and then at 11 o'clock, we turned over to other stuff. So uh, it entertained the hell out of me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And we got a classic uh, out of this show uh, for for, uh, the women. So I'll take it. I'll take it, Schlong. I'm going to take it. You just take it. Don't don't take it. Let it be given to you. Take it. No, 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 no. I take it. So, Schlong, uh, we do have a bunch more stuff to talk about, uh, but I think that this is probably a good spot for us to to take a little break. Uh, Let's uh, pause. Uh, I mean, I say it every week, Schlong. You realize we're part of the Shining Wizards Network, right? No, I don't. Well, we're not going to steal this gimmick, but... um, (laughs) <laughs> we are part of the Shining Wizards Network. We're very happy happy to be part of the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, the Wizards are on every Monday night at 7 o'clock. Um, and uh, you can find them on all sorts of uh, podcast streaming platforms. They also uh, broadcast live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. I think they're also up on their Twitch, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are other shows, Schlong, that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, and if you didn't know about it, we're going to play a commercial right now to tell you about some of those other shows. So why don't y'all hear about some of these other great shows? And we will be back in a moment after a word from the other great shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com, where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air, day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week we bring you a fistful of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. 
This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? Wrestling Night in Canada... But it's Wrestling Night here on the Mark Order Podcast, part of the Shining Wizards Network. And uh, Schlong, I want to remind people right now that uh, we have some stickers here. Uh, free stickers if you'd like one. Or actually, we sent out a bunch. Uh, so if you'd like some Everyone stickers... Knows. Oh, jeez, my bad. Uh, <laughs> um... If uh, you want your stickers, hit us up uh, on our socials at Mark Order Pod on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, subscribe to YouTube, all that. But send us a DM with your name and address. We'll send out stickers anywhere in the world that you are so you can uh, help spread the word about the Mark Order podcast. So, Schlong, um, we do have uh, rankings, although the records are minimal. Uh, let's go through them real quick so that we can stick to, uh, what we do every week here, uh, just as a refresher of where we stood yesterday before the night started. Um, so, uh, looking at the men's division, we know who our champions are. Hangman, Adam Page and Cody Rhodes, uh, our number one ranked, uh, male competitor was, uh, Brian Danielson followed by Adam Cole. Followed by Bay. Adam Cole. Bay. Thank you. Uh, three was Wardlow. Four, Scorpio Sky. And five, Powerhouse. I'm sorry. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Uh, Hobbs. Uh, in the tag division, our champions, the Lucha Brothers, uh, they had their big match yesterday. We'll talk about uh, against our number one competitors, uh, Jurassic Express, followed by the acclaimed, the Young Bucks, Santana and Ortiz, and FTR. 
And in the women's division, Britt Baker is still our champion, although she's got a match coming up against Riho, our number one women's competitor. Number two, Jade Cargill, who had a big match yesterday against number three, Ruby Soho, for the TBS title. We'll talk about that. Number four, Chris Statlander. And number five, Thunder Rosa. Uh, All right, so Shlong, let's talk about it. Let's get into... uh, Let's get into Dynamite from last night. Now, as I said, uh, we were live at the event. Uh, the majority of us were, were live. Uh, so you're going to have to fill in for anything that might have been going on uh, on commentary. But uh, I do know, uh, as uh, I- I'm not sure if you're aware, Schlong, but the ratings and viewership data were in for last night's episode of Dynamite. Uh, and uh, they netted one million... 10,000 viewers, a 0.43 rating uh, in the 18 to 49 demographic. Uh, It finished second place in the demo rating on cable for the night. Um, That was uh, the the demo rating, I'm sorry, for the debut on TBS was up from last week's 0.37. So it did go up quite a bit. Uh, A good first showing for their TBS debut. Um, I think that was sort of expected. You know, they were kind of building to this uh, the show debuting on TBS. So I don't think that's a surprise. It'll be interesting to see if they hold on to any of that, uh, moving forward. But I'd say for the first show, a pretty good first night in the ratings. And, uh, we let off the night with a big match. That was, uh, hangman, Adam page versus the American dragon, Brian Danielson for the AEW world championship. Um, now, as you may recall, the match was set, to go 60 minute time limit. And in order to avoid any sort of, uh, you know, tie, they did have three judges for the match and they were revealed to be Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn and Paul white. Now, uh, Schlong before the show actually started, you know, usually what Tony Khan does at the show is he'll come out, he'll talk a little bit to the crowd. Uh, and he said they were going to bring out the judges. And of course, uh, the acclaimed come out and say that they're going to be the judges. Uh, and then they kind of get run off as they introduce that Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn and Paul white are, are judges. So they sort of get spooked, uh, and, and run off the ramp, but it was funny. Bowens actually came out in a judge's robe and wig. Um, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was fun, uh, there for the live crowd. Uh, but, uh, sitting ringside, our judges, Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn and Paul white. Uh, I did make comment to Mrs. Money. I would be so pissed off if I was the person who was sitting behind Paul White. Guy's gigantic. He's just so big. Um, but uh, this match, you know, started off and uh, Shlong, I think everybody had uh, high expectations after we got the 60-minute uh, time limit draw. And uh, I don't know about you, but live, it definitely lived up to uh, the hype for me. Um we got what we thought we were going to get a little bit of running around right by uh, Danielson kind of uh, evading a little bit, a lot of action on the outside of the ring uh, showing off in front of the judges, uh, you know, at a few points, uh, the crowd, every time uh, Adam page lined up for that buckshot lariat, every single time the crowd was up on their feet. Uh, so after the first attempt where Danielson basically collapses, uh, it was, it was, fantastic uh you know the crowd was 
you know, just like spent in that moment. And then the second time where it doesn't connect, same thing. Uh, and then finally, you know, he is able to hit it. Uh, the buckshot does in the end connect. Uh, it's over. Hangman Adam Page wins definitively by pinfall to retain the world championship over Brian Danielson. Shlong, I thought it was a fantastic match. How did it play out on TV? Just as well. I mean, it was awesome. This is as good as their 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 Iron Man match of uh, you know sixty minutes. They went a half hour. I mean, these two have wrestled yeah. for an hour and a half. Uh, the the commentary was trying to, to and I don't, I don't mean that insultingly saying trying, but I, I think it, the match was so fast paced. Sometimes it was tough for them to keep up with the story that, <laughs> that the in ring people were telling. But they were trying to tell the story of how it was Daniel Bryan was wrestling for the judges, how he was like, if he could keep control, then he would win. Like, because they kept saying like, oh, in the last match, he had the control majority of the time. But Hangman hit him at the end, but he had control. And he'd be like, look, Daniel's, you know, Danielson's just looking to have control. They kept trying to point that out, which was nice. That was a fun way of why did the judges matter? Because Danielson thinks he can win by that. Um but it was great to see a definitive win that that buckshot at the end was was the, the whole, I mean hangman doing the the jumping jacks was was a great little callback um fantastic the fact that daniel bryan brian danielson couldn't do skin uh you know skin the cat when uh when he was hanging over the ropes because it just had no energy like stuff like that that they were referencing their first match and why this one was different the blood thing was interesting cuz i i don't did did, did brian cut himself like gig himself or did he get get that the real way he bled a lot he did and it's hard to see that kind of stuff sometimes live uh because i don't know where that i don't remember where that happened i i have to go back i i didn't get a chance to go watch the the tv you know broadcast today so i have to go back and watch i don't know but uh it's funny because i definitely heard people around us talking and there were some some guys who were basically saying like man you know hangman bled the first match like i wonder if danielson's gonna get any color during this match and they were saying like i don't even know if he's ever really you know been too bloody in the past and honestly i can't think of a, a match i've seen him get bloody in but again you know if we're talking over the years i'm sure he did but yeah i don't i don't know if he got it the hard way or if he if he zipped himself um but it, I mean, it looked it looked good. It did. I mean, I've always been. I mean, I could be wrong, and someone could tell me I'm wrong. But I've always been of the opinion that when you get it the hard way, it tends to stop quicker because you do it. You tend to not get it in a place that's meant to bleed a lot. It's not that right. clean cut, so they t it tends to stop up a lot quicker. When the guys gig themselves, it's such a good cut, and it's in the place that bleeds the most that they and he just kept bleeding, which is why I think he might have, you know. Or he did it and he expanded it. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm bleeding. Let me, let me make this look better." <laughs> right, right. But um, the blood was great. I hate to say it. Like I'm not usually, but like it was. between the two of them bleeding and and it added something. Um, the this helps Hangman out so much. So he beats Kenny for the title. He his first defense. Well, his, I mean, he it took two matches, but his first defense against Bri uh, Brian, he beats him. So he is beaten the two guys considered the best in the world. So for him, yeah, he doesn't have as many, like, it's not like he's had a ton of matches, but for him, it's quality over quantity. He doesn't have as many matches, but when he, who he beats are the guys that are considered the best, which is great for his title reign. 
Right. You know, the other thing, uh, Schlong, that was going through my brain, uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to like move past what you said. I agree with everything you just said, by the way. Um, but something that was going through my mind uh, after I saw Danielson get, you know, get cut. Um, I'm not sure. It, again, it's sort of hard to tell sometimes if you're not watching the screens in the arena where, where they're going to commercial. But at one point, I remember um, the doctor came by and they were looking at his head. And I, I thought to myself, oh, my God, they're going to stop this. Like, they're going to stop this match. And that's how, you know, we're maybe not going to have a definitive winner. And we're going to have to have a third match, maybe at a pay-per-view or something like that. I'm not saying I'm disappointed they didn't do that. I actually would have been disappointed if they did do something like that and stop the match. I wanted a, de- a definitive win here. And I'm very glad we got it. But that definitely went through my mind for a minute. And I was a little... Nervous they were going to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, I, 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 that's again why I was debating whether he, you know, gigged himself or it was natural because you wouldn't, if it was, if he gigged himself, you're not calling that match. You're not even making this. So either they're just very good actors or it was natural because they were concerned. Um, I would have been okay had they, I'm glad they did nothing, which was the best course. But before I called it, I would have just tried to glue it shut or something. Like I would have done something like that over right. calling it. Um, because you need a definitive end, but I'm sure Brian is the consummate professional and also loves this shit. So he was probably like, get the fuck away from me. I I can finish. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It just was, uh, you know, again, not having commentary, not being sure if we're in commercial or not in commercial. Um, there were a couple moments where it looked like they were backing hangman off of, you know, Danielson. And I was like, oh man, they're going to call this match. Uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to end this, uh, glad they didn't. Um, the other thing too, Schlong, I don't know again, if they were off of TV, cause I know they went to break after this match. Um, but, uh, when they left the, the ring in the arena, Danielson was making his way up the ramp, uh, and they were trying to sort of tend to his injuries. Right. Uh, and he kind of kept turning around and shoving, you know, people off him and kind of stumbling up the ramp, not needing help. And he gets to the top of the ramp and he actually takes like an ace bandage and starts to wrap it around his own head. Uh, and you could just see it like the blood all over the bandage. And he's basically pissed off that he lost. It was it was fantastic. Um, Just a great way to open this show. I thought it was, you know, obviously your first night on TBS, you want to open up with a, a big match. They tend to open up with big matches like this, but it just made sense for the first show on TBS. So uh, what a great match. I, I love the outcome. Uh, and now we'll see what's next for uh, Adam Page and uh, and Danielson. Maybe it's not over, but we'll see what's uh, what's next. So we get back from commercial schlong and the acclaimed are uh, cutting a promo on Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, they do let us know that they're not done with them yet. Uh, and, uh, they're going to settle this the way everybody in their age, uh, you know, in their, their, their group does, uh, like other millennials, they're going to settle it with a music video. So next week, uh, we're going to get a music video from the acclaimed. I look forward to that. I don't have too much else to say there. Me neither. Um, it's going to be insane. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, after this MJF is in action and we find out he's going to, uh, be up against Sean Dean. However, uh, CM Punk runs down, uh, right at the bell and MJF runs back, uh, up the ramp 
and uh you know sean dean is standing there in the ring punk uh is is facing the ramp so is dean dean is behind punk and uh cm punk turns around kicks dean in the in the stomach hits a go to sleep and that's when i knew what was going on bell rings sean dean picks up a win by disqualification very very smart for mr punk mjf now has a losing record in 2022 and that's when we start uh, to get on the mic punk says that uh, this is going to happen every match that mjf has until he steps in the ring with punk and he calls him a bitch mjf does some uh, you know some cheap heat calling out new jersey uh, and Punk points out uh, he just lost in fighting for a, a title is going to be real hard if he keeps losing. But MJF says everything that comes out of Punk's mouth is fake and, and induces boredom. And that's when the crowd starts chanting, shut the fuck up. And um, MJF says that CM Punk uh, CM Punk said he's he was done with this uh, and now he's right back where he started. Uh, and uh, he might have everybody else convinced he's uh, a big deal but he knows the truth and that's without mjf cm punk is nothing um you know they do keep going back and forth i'm not going to go through this whole promo uh schlong but um um they do go back to the roddy piper um which uh, uh cm punk calls out um and uh he says that uh Unlike uh, or MJF says, unlike Punk, Roddy was actually talented enough to main event a WrestleMania. Uh, and he, uh, if he's not shown the proper respect around here, maybe he'll main event a Mania too. And CM Punk says all he's trying to do is kick his ass. So get in the ring, and he'll do it right here, right now in New Jersey. Um, because all he's been doing is hiding behind FTR, and he wants to give it to MJF. Uh, and give him the beating he deserves. And that's when MJF starts to ask everybody uh, if he wants the match, uh, if everybody wants the match, and says that next week it'll be CM Punk versus Wardlow. MJF doesn't need it. He's better than all of us. Punk says the difference between MJF and Piper, or between uh, CM Punk, Piper, and uh, MJF is that he and Piper will fight anybody at any time, and eventually MJF will run out of the people to hide behind and he'll put him to sleep. So uh, another nice back and forth here, um, you know, between these two. Uh, CM Punk also said something, Shlong, I don't remember the exact line, but he said something about uh, if you want to go main event, uh, night four of a buy one, you know, get one free uh, event, by all means, go ahead. So again, these shots at the E. Uh, are playing into all of this. Uh, the WrestleMania line was really nice too. Uh, Schlong, how'd this play out on TV? What'd you think of this? And what'd you th- first what did you think about the the disqualification loss too? I thought that was fantastic. First of all, Sean Dean has a win over MJF. Not many people can say that. And Two I love others. how he's he's playing it up. He's got it as his bio. He he's really and he needs to. And they and I really pray to God if they're smart, they don't give MJF this win back for a while. And let Sean Dean run with it. Even if they don't do any, like it's down the road and they pay it off with the like a squash or whatever. Let Sean Dean have some fun with this. That's um, right. It's genius by Punk to be like, I'm gonna because you know he knows that MJF wants a title. So what's the easiest way to fuck with him? Fuck with his record. It's the um Tony Khan put out on Twitter today. It was like the first time they've had a disqualification 
in in uh in AEW or at least on Dynamite, which is great because then that means yeah. like this isn't it's not beating a dead horse. Now, what is kind of beating a not beating a dead horse? What is a trope that they're heavily leaning into is the heel having his boys, and now the babyface has to to defeat all of the boys. That's a tale as old as time in wrestling, but it works. So I can't be too mad because like that's why you do this. You know, the, the the baby face has to run through all the challengers. They did it in the 80s, they did it in the 90s, they did it in the 2000s. Like it's it's always been done. Um, but it played very well on TV. It was a good back and forth. Neither of them, both of them had some good lines, neither of them said anything insane. And really g- giving Sean Dean this win. And playing it up the way they have has just been a huge home run for them, in my opinion. Yeah, I um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens too next week with Wardlow, right? Because uh I don't think CM Punk has taken a loss to Wardlow, and I think that there's going to be something happen to drive this wedge further between uh Wardlow and MJF. I think they're planting the seeds nicely, and maybe this is going to be a breaking point for Wardlow, but we'll see what happens next week. Um it should be interesting uh, and where they're kind of going with this. Cause I agree with you. They're leaning on this trope a little bit of like, you got to go through everybody in my crew before you get to me. Although, you know, we saw, we saw them, you know, punk uh, go against FTR in that, uh, that trios match with Darby Allen and sting. So we've already had FTR. Now we're going to get Wardlow. Um, you know, the only person left basically at that point is the share, the chairman, uh, Sean Spears, uh, and then finally we get to MJF. So we'll see what we're lining this up to um, in the coming weeks. Um, we do get a video package hyping up Cody Rhodes defending this championship, uh, the TNT championship uh, against Sammy Guevara at Battle of the Belts uh, on Saturday. We'll talk. Uh, we'll just cover that card quickly later. So we're not really going to go into that. But they go to break and come back, and Jericho makes his entrance, grabs the mic, and talks up the history of debuting on TBS. Says that he hasn't been on TBS since April 7th, 1999. And you know which long I believe him because he's written that book where he uh, goes through every match, and that's probably right. I should probably check the book. Uh, But he says he lost to Booker T on WCW Thunder. Also noted, I think he was cheating. Um, But says it's great to be back um, after 2.0 hit him in the face with a chair uh, six weeks ago uh, and put him out. And it took a a while to get the cobwebs out of his head. He didn't uh, return to save Eddie Kingston. He came back to take it to the 2.0 dipshits. And that's when the dipshits enter. They welcome back Jericho. He calls him Terrence and Phillip. That made me laugh. Uh, And then Matt Lee says that he's a funny guy. Uh, says they gave him a little bit of a taste of the steel chair. How'd they like that? Uh, and then says, uh, Chris says uh, that he didn't like the taste, but he can't stop looking at Lee's square head, that it's like a post-it note. That's when Jeff Parker says, uh, with all due respect, shut your mouth. And then Jericho calls him a pinhead. So again, Jericho being Jericho. Uh, and uh, they ask if Jericho wants another taste. Uh, and he And that's when Jericho goes for Floyd and offers to knock their heads off their shoulders. But that's uh, that gives Daniel Garcia a chance to run in um, and attack Jericho. Um, uh, but Jericho hits him with the bat uh, and then 2.0 gets jumped uh, or jumps on Jericho. Uh, we do get Santana, Ortiz and Eddie Kingston to run in to make the save. Um, um, and uh, and they uh, they go to a recap of Jake Atlas debuting on Dark. Um but um, I will say this, Schlong, again, this was uh, this was 
live. I don't know if it came through on TV or if they were in a commercial, but um, after, uh, you know, uh, LAX comes down to make the save here, um, you know, Jericho and uh, Eddie Kingston are drawn back and forth at each other a little bit. Erico tosses Floyd out of the ring at, uh, at Eddie, but Eddie doesn't really catch it. And he gets heated uh, and uh, gets back up on the apron and they eventually have to kind of separate them. So I don't know if that made it to TV, but it made it there live. And it was noticeable that this issue is still there between Eddie Kingston and Jericho. So it was quite interesting, but, um, but we're clearly building schlong to Friday night's uh, match. Uh, the anything goes uh, fight between uh, Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston versus 2.0 and their son, Daniel Garcia. Yeah. I mean, that's clear, clearly what they're building to, which I'm, I'm okay with that. I want, I like Eddie Kingston with uh, Santana or Ortiz and Ortiz. So I can't complain. Um, I'm a, I'm a Jericho fan from back in the day. He's feeling a bit out of place. You know, in in this feud in general, uh, Asian Joe said Jericho is becoming a parody of himself. It's not far off. I mean, he's had that bad hair dye. He he's just he's looking. I don't think he's done. I think actually him and Andy Kingston, I I actually do buy into. So if they if they continue that and they go that route, I'm okay with this. But otherwise, they need to find something different for him because I don't think this is 2.0 isn't the feud for him. Is I guess where I'm like, right? They're just they're they're not right. Um, Eddie Kingston is 2.0 isn't, so I guess it depends on what they do. Truthfully, uh, this was a this was a fine segment, but nothing I'll remember tomorrow. Yeah, no, I mean, again, this is building to Friday night. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see what eventually comes out of this if we're going to get Eddie uh, versus uh, Chris Jericho, which again, I'd be very interested in seeing it. Don't necessarily know i need to see it but i'll take it right i think those guys could put on a good show so we'll see where this heads um we get a promo here of adam cole and red dragon um uh where adam cole says they had a great time back together last week he knows that kyle o'reilly didn't mean to kick him in the face it was an accident but the young bucks making the save was not an accident and together they are stronger than ever and that's when Cole calls out uh, Cole calls out Jake Atlas and challenges him to a match on Rampage, offers him a one way ticket back to Orlando to prove that he's still the guy. Uh, so that was that is coming up on Rampage, too. We're going to talk about Jake Atlas again uh, a little later on here, but want to call that promo out. Uh, and then we get to our squash segment of the evening. Uh, poor Antonio Zambrano versus Wardlow. Um, to open up this match, interesting. Sean Spears hits a C four on Zambrano before the bell, uh, and then he throws him into the into the the ring. And Mister Mayhem is able to scoop up Mister Zambrano. We uh, counted five power bombs in the symphony this week. Um, Schlong. So uh, Warlow does win by the pinfall with that power bomb symphony. Um, and uh, of course. Uh, Sean Spears is able to uh, get the chair shot in after the match. And we go to a break. So not a lot here. Wardlow is going to get his match next week against CM Punk. So we'll see what that uh, means for Wardlow and MJF. Did you guys notice, like it, it played on TV. I don't know if it played in, in, in person. Did you guys notice that Wardlow looked kind of like annoyed at what Sean Spears did? Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
No, because I was gonna say like I, that was no like they played into that on on TV. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> where our seats were, we were behind, like we were, we were facing the hard camera, right? So like, um, there were some moments like where we couldn't see, like you know, clearly Wardlow was facing the camera, so those faces we couldn't necessarily see them, but you know. I could look up and see on the screen that yes, Wardlow kind of was like, what is going on? Uh, I took the moment to instead lay into Rick Knox because why would Rick Knox ring the bell? Uh, if he saw this, uh, guy getting thrown into the ring lifeless, come on, Rick Knox, do your fucking job. Let's go. It's like the guy was going to win anyway. Rick was probably like, let's just end this. Rick Knox. God damn it. Rick Knox. Um, anyway, Schlong. um, we go to break. We come back. We get uh, a recap of uh, some dark action where uh, with uh, Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch kind of having their fallout. So um, I'm just going to say this long. Um, check out Elevation this week. Just going to put that out there for you. Definitely. I, mean, I, I check out Elevation every week. I know you do, but. Keep an eye on Elevation this week. Some interesting stuff with Layla Hirsch. It's fantastic. Um, So, Schlong, this is a big moment in the night for TBS. We go into our TBS Championship Tournament Final here. Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho. And, uh, listen, we we have spoken about this tournament uh, as they've you know, we've, we've kind of gone through the whole thing here. Right. So, um, we, we all, uh, we all kind of, you know, gave our opinion on what we thought was going to happen. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's like one of those things where we kind of were like, we think it's going in this direction but maybe it's not, maybe they're going to swerve, you know, uh, who knows? Um, but we did get to, you know, the point we thought Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. And, um, you know, I think we could talk about the match here. Clearly we're going to talk about the match. Um, but let's just cut to the finish real quick. Schlong. I got to let everybody know your new TBS champion. Jade Cargill wins by pinfall with an avalanche uh, avalanche jaded to become uh, the uh, new uh, ABS, the inaugural AEW TBS uh, champion. So, um, you know, uh, it it's it went the way that we all kind of thought it was going to go. Um, I just. All right, Schlong, let me let me put it this way. What did you I want to go to you? What did you think of the match? Um because um you know, you got the full thing on TV with commentary and stuff like that. We we just had the match living and breathing in front of us. So, let me hear what your take on this match was. So, I enjoyed the match for the most part. Um I know it's not everyone's cup of tea because there's a lot of moments where you're like, what, what's going on? This is, but I think Ruby did a hell of a job in the match. I, I really, I hate to say it, like she didn't win, but she carried the match. I like the story they're telling with Jade, which is basically Jade's this huge force. And 
they're, they're, her style is that of a huge force. And the whole point is that Ruby can't really has to find a way to take her down and it's tough. And that's a good story to tell with a, with a, a, a someone like Jade, who's a, who's of that size and that, that look. Um, so here's, here's where I guess I go on the ending looked ugly. That was not a good, that move looked awkward, but I can live with it because it still looked painful. So it's like, even though it looks awkward, it looked painful. So you you would win with that. Um, I think when, when I see Jade hold the belt, that looks right. Like Jade with the belt looks right. So I've always said, I think she actually fit the, the, the championship more than the, the main championship more than the TBS because I don't think she needs to defend it that much. However, if you want Jade to be someone who's long-term important in your division, it's not a bad idea to give her a belt and have her go out, not every week, but a, you know at least every other week, and defend it in non-squashes. They have to be competitive matches because that's the only way her her she's going to get better. That's the only way her car, like, you know, she's going to get over. Because she has gotten better. She does get better almost every match. She just doesn't get that many matches in front of an audience, in front of a crowd, which is different. So I think they need to let her go out and have a lot more non-squashes for this title. And I think by the end, she might actually be someone people are like, no, this is this is a good person we want to watch. Even if she never becomes the best in the ring, she has enough outside of it where I'm like, I get it. Like, there's a there's been worse wrestlers that have held titles. Even in a, you know, I don't necessarily say in NAEW, but in general, there have been worse wrestlers that have held titles. She She's believable looking. She's a great personality. It belongs on her in so many ways. And as your inaugural champion, I almost butchered that word. It kind of did because <laughs> mouth got dry. Um, sending her to the press, sending her to, you know, interview putting her on tv she is perfect for that which is part of what you want your champ to be someone you can send out so i want to i guess i want to call out one thing here too that happened in this match that um i'm glad didn't necessarily play into like a smas finish because smart mark sterling got up on the apron to argue with aubrey and he winds up getting ejected it doesn't necessarily affect what comes next because the um the jaded uh was attempted but ruby was able to kind of counter for a near fall okay so i'm glad that smart mark sterling wasn't involved in the finish and it wasn't you know schmozzy i want to call that out first because here's what i saw there live is i saw a slower match than they attempted for Jade and uh, Thunder Rosa. And I think that that was calculated, right? I think we got a match that was a little bit quicker paced with Thunder Rosa, and maybe it showed, um, you know, some of the flaws in Jade Cargill's, you know, game and her greenness. So I think they slowed it down, but being there live, it plotted along a little bit. It definitely seemed slower, but I can tell you what was clearly apparent, at least to me, is the fact that Ruby was carrying the majority of this match, right? And that's what we 
anticipated because Jade is still very green. I think there were some good moments during this match. I agree with you that the finish didn't look great. I think all of us looked at each other and kind of said, ooh, that didn't look good. But to your point, that would get the win, right? It was kind of ugly and it, it gets the win. Um, I am just, um, I am unsure of how the, they're going to go from here with Jade. Because like you said, she can't just now come in and squash, squash, squash. She has to have some uh, bigger matches, right? And she has to start to carry some of these matches. She can't eke through uh, with a win at the last minute every every match. Um, but she, you're right. She looks great with the belt, right? It's the right look. Um, I'm not sure if they toyed around with kind of switching this finish like or or giving the the belt to ruby at some point but um we'll have to kind of see how this plays out jade needs to defend this belt this can't just be something she carries around for months without defending it um so it'll be interesting to see what happens i will say this long because um you know i'm i'm reading through a write-up just, you know, pulling back the curtain here. I'm reading through a write-up because uh, I was obviously there live, right? So uh, I don't necessarily recall this like I do uh, on a weekly basis. But um, I believe after this match, they went to Jim Ross's sit-down with Deeb, right? Yes. So what I can tell you is that live, we didn't get that. We didn't get the Deeb thing in real time. They did show it to the, the crowd at the end of Dynamite for the night before they they uh, pre-taped Rampage. What was pretty awesome, though, their live schlong was um, uh, Jade Cargill's daughter was ringside. And after the match, they actually um, they passed her, you know, over the barricade um, and to the ring. And she got in the ring and Jade, you know, kind of held her up and, and took a moment with her daughter and then left the ring, carried her daughter up the ramp with the belt you know, and then kind of had a moment with her daughter uh, in front of the live crowd now as the new champion. That was pretty awesome to give her that moment um, w- with her with her child. So I think that's awesome. You know, it was not something, you know, they didn't go straight to the video and Jade had a, li- a, a great moment with a live crowd. So um, it was it was pretty great. Uh, Asian Joe is saying that they showed her daughter on TV before the match. Uh, so might've been a dead giveaway that she was winning, but, um, the stuff post-match their live, uh, you know, their live was, I thought pretty cool, uh, you know, having her daughter and having those moments. I think it was a dead giveaway. She was winning anyway. I mean, I, for weeks Agreed. now there had been some question as to why this wasn't the main event. Um, you, you figure it's your new network's title. It's, you know, a big deal. I firmly believe, and I could be wrong, you know, there, there's part of, I can accept an argument where they're saying, you know, people are saying it's the, because it's women, it wasn't a main event. I can accept that argument because AEW hasn't been perfect in that regard. I firmly believe they were worried about making this the main event because they weren't sure of the match they were going to get. I think they did it's not want to end. I think they did not want to end on a very sloppy, botchy match. And with Jade, you can't be sure. And, Jade is gonna have an uphill battle for some for some fans, and that's not wrong, because like Rob doesn't 
Rob Humphrey in the chat doesn't think she belongs near the title, things like that. He's not wrong in the sense of like his opinion because you compare this to the TNT title and those have always been world-class wrestlers. Now, TBS, it's not. She's going to have that uphill battle. I'm just hoping they position her properly. And, and there's enough females in that locker room. Or or you can do an open challenge and there's enough females on the indies that know how to wrestle that they could bring them in and have them help her through these matches that I think by the end of it, she could have a good run and actually be a half-decent wrestler. And then from then on out, all you really need from her is good stories. Because if she can put on a half-decent match with the way she talks and how she looks, she'll, she'll be great. Yeah, I mean... Listen, she just needs some more time. So I think that's what leaves a lot of people scratching their head is, you know, she just still seems very green. And now to give her a belt and kind of to to strap the rocket, you know, so to speak, uh, to her back and and with a title, um, you know, is, is somewhat confusing. But listen, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's see what she does now that she's got this belt. And I think it's going to be like the TNT title. It's going to change hands eventually, right? They're going to give it to somebody else. And there are plenty of other women in this division that are involved with stories um, that can show you something that can then kind of vie for this title. So, um, you know, we'll see where we go from here. Um, Speaking of women's stories, as I said, after this match, they did go to Jim Ross's sit down with Serena Deeb. Uh, and she says that she wants to wrestle civilized matches, but she'd have kept getting fluke victories. Uh, so now it's about hurting her and taking her spot on top of the women's division. Um, interesting choice because Sheeta is not <laughs> at the top of the women's division. Um, but Deeb says she's not going to whine. She takes what she gets, or I'm sorry, she takes what she wants. Uh, so she went to Tony Khan's office and asked for another match against Sheeta. She's going to take 17 years of anger and frustrated frustration out on Sheeta's ass. So clearly the Sheeta and Deeb uh, story is not over. Uh, we'll see uh, what we get out of them next. As long as we go into Brian Pillman Jr. versus Malachi Black. Um, uh, again, Malachi Black is so goddamn cool. Um, we'll cut to the finish here. Uh, Malachi Black wins by pinfall. Uh, with the black mass um, should note too, that Julia was out at ringside with uh, Brian Pillman jr. In her eye patch uh, millionaire Matt said that PCO was very angry over that fact, uh, which made me chuckle. Um, but after the match, black lingers in the ring um, and the Lucha brothers come down to, to, to kind of make their entrance uh, to kind of step in, but the lights go down. When they come back up, the Lucha Brothers are in the ring and Malachi Black is on the ramp. Uh, It should also be noted that uh, during this match, what kind of led to the win was um, uh, Pillman goes to springboard uh, off the top rope, but um, he trips up and Black is ready and that's when he hits the Black Mass. Um, Now, I'll say this, Schlong, because I don't know if it was on TV. Uh, they're live. Uh, Pillman does did try to do a springboard move earlier on in the match and uh, did not work out. 
So at the end of this match, uh, it was almost like, no, he can't be doing this again. Um, the prevailing thought there live was it was a worked botch, right? To get to that black mass. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, it's one of those things <clears throat> we were talking there live. It's sort of frustrating with Brian Pillman Jr. It's like sometimes he shows me things that make me think like, you know, he, there's there's something here and makes me want to get invested in him. And then, you know, um, even before the finish, right, that possible work botch, he'll have a moment uh, where he tries to do a move and doesn't necessarily hit it or can't hit it. Um, and it kind of makes you fall back out of love with him. So it's a little frustrating. But, um, you know, what really got us excited, Schlong, was the lights go out. The, or, or the Lucha Brothers come to make the save. And the lights go out. And they came back up and we were disappointed because there was nobody else there with uh, Malachi Black. Uh, we thought maybe we were going to get a moment for a partner to join Malachi Black, but it didn't happen. So just uh, giving you some of my input, it was a little disappointing. Uh, so was everyone else. I won't speak to that until the next match because I have a theory. But this match was okay. I'm with you. Pillman has moments of great, where I think he's a really good wrestler. And the moments I'm like, what's what's going on? He seems slower. I think he needs to pick a, a little bit different of a style. I think he tries to be a little bit too much of flying Brian and, He's not flying. He needs to be a little bit more, a little slower, I think, in his matches, and and it helped him out. But Malachi Black is the man, so I don't care what happens in your match. If Malachi Black's in it, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, um, listen, there are also as Asian Joe is in the chat um, saying uh, Julie is going to be a member of the House of Black. That seems to be a prevailing theory uh, out there. Um, I don't She's going to sail the seven seas. I don't know what anyone else is talking about. Yeah, I mean, she could find Kyrie Sane, right? Was that the pirate, Kyrie Sane? Yes. Um, you know, I just, I don't know if I care about Julia Hart enough to have her go join the House of Black. I don't know what she would bring to that faction, to be quite honest. It's just my opinion. I think she works really well with the Varsity Blondes as their cheerleader you know manager style while she builds herself up in the women's division gets some rain experience under her it's like a good keeps you on the, keeps her on the radar while she she's really developing herself my fear would be the house of black would ask a lot of her and i don't know if she's there yet yeah that's my opinion as well as i just don't <clears throat> at this point in time i don't know what she would bring um but We'll see what happens with Julia and the House of Black. We're going to talk a little bit more about Malachi coming up here. Uh, but after this, uh, Ruby Soho is interviewed um, backstage when uh, Team Britt Baker rolls up. Uh, and um, uh, Ruby points out that the doctor has never beaten Riho. Uh, and uh, without, um, with or without the uh, goon squad behind her, uh, she should prepare for her match. And that's when Britt and uh, Jamie Hayter and uh, Reba start to jump Ruby, but Riho makes the save. We get a pull apart brawl. Uh, and then we get to start hyping up Rampage. Uh, and uh, and 
you know, we move on to our final match. We're going to talk about the upcoming cards here in a moment, so I'm not going to go through it right now. But um, Schlong, we're clearly, again, lining up for this match uh, against Riho and Britt Baker. And then, um, uh, you know, we get a, an announcement for uh, Friday night. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if you have anything to add here about that, but we can go straight into the main event if you're cool with it. Yep, let's go. So uh, our main event of the night, our big tag team championship match. Uh, we get the Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express. Uh, so, you know, in, in true fashion, like we uh, we always do here, uh, we're going to uh, kind of cut to the finish here real quick. And in somewhat, I mean, Schlong, we were all jaws on the floor. Your new AEW tag team champions, Lucha, uh, Luchasaurus, and uh, Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express, wind up coming away with the win. Now, we're going to talk about this match clearly, but um, uh, what what really kind of surprised us was the fact that we didn't think that the Lucha Brothers were going to um, actually drop these titles that quick, and especially to Jurassic Express. I think here on the show we had even kind of said it's probably not time for for them to hold the titles because we think maybe jungle boy is going to kind of pull off on his own. Um, but they wound up taking the titles here. Now it should be noted that during this match, and we're going to talk about it in our news and notes during this match, Phoenix was injured. We weren't sure. Now we also didn't know that happened in real time. Schlong. I don't know if they even knew on TV in the moment, but we didn't, you know, they showed the replay of that table spot where Phoenix got injured, but we didn't see it. Um, so, uh, you know, we weren't expecting that. We also, after the fact, um, kind of, and we'll talk about the post-match stuff here, but after the fact, we weren't sure if, you know, knowing Phoenix got hurt kind of uh, changed plans. But basically, um, you know, I think we got everything out of this match that we would want, right? Like, we got crazy uh, high-flying moves, you know, great uh, tandem offense from both sides, um, you're going to have to remind me Schlong who hit that insane Canadian destroyer. Um, was it, uh, Phoenix on Luchasaurus? Yeah, because I know this is sound bad that I'm forgetting it, but so much of this in my head has been warped by that injury. I know. Um, I don't remember because everything, literally everything I remember about this match, it, it's just that, that ending. Um, it was a good match. I know not everyone was about it. Some people actually didn't think it was that great because there were some awkward moments where they didn't seem to be clicking, but I actually, I enjoyed it. I think it was fun, but, but it's all marred by the ending. I can't remember any of the match except that because <laughs> I did see it happen in real time. Like I was TV had it right there. And as soon as it happened, I knew it was bad. Um, but there, I didn't see, like, so when he landed, I didn't see it fully, but I just knew it looked weird. Like you knew, and then he, the way he yelled and the fact that he called over health people right away, I'm like, oh, this is really bad. And the replay went up and you saw how it bent. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be done. You know, like I said, the funny thing was like, you know, so from our vantage point, we, we saw them like we saw, we knew the table was there. It was, it was 
on the other side of the ring. So we didn't see the move finish, but we knew what was happening. So we knew he was going through a table. Um, we were able to look up at the giant screen and see the move. And then they even put the replay on the big screen so you could see the move. Uh, I assume like they did on TV. Um, but even in that moment, watching the replay, none of us caught it. Like I- I'm telling you, Slong, after, after dynamite ended, once they started in on uh, the rampage taping, that's when, we heard, a, you know, somebody behind us mentioned something about Phoenix, you know, and I opened up my phone and I saw the replay and I was looking for it and I found it. So we didn't actually like really have any idea of what was going on in real time. But yeah, that was a nasty looking move. We also couldn't like you said, you heard him yell. We clearly couldn't hear him yell. Uh, we didn't have, you know, it mic'd up. So um, so I'll have to definitely go back and watch it. But um, go back and watch it. Don't go back and watch it. It's ugly. Gotta, it hurts. I gotta go back and watch it. Um. So um. Again, talking kind of about the end of this match, Jurassic Express. We said did win by pinfall with a victory roll from Jungle Boy uh, on Penta to win the tag team championships. Uh, Post match, Christian Cage brings the title belt into the ring and celebrates with the new champs. Um. Uh, the recaps are shown to show Phoenix's arm um, on that uh, on that table spot. Uh, that's when Private Party with Matt Hardy, the acclaimed Red Dragon 2.0 FTR, and the Ass Boys uh, come out onto the stage to basically offer some visual challenges. Um, we also see Chris Jericho and Malachi Black watching from chairs uh, with no partners present. Um, and that was the end of the show. Now, again, what I'll say to you here, Schlong, is that um, they're live uh, from where we were sitting, actually. Malachi Black was directly above us. Like, we could turn around and see him. So, um, So here's what the prevailing thought was after the fact we knew that uh, Phoenix hurt his arm was perhaps... Perhaps because during this match, the lights did go out. I don't know what they said on TV, but what immediately went through my mind was it happened in, it happened in Florida. Remember when Malachi showed up, the lights went out. um, Then they came back and nothing happened. And then the lights went out a second time. And then they came back and somebody was there. So when the lights went out during this match, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly like Florida. Like, this is exactly when Malachi showed up. So I thought the lights were going to go out again, and we were going to see Mr. Brody King show up in the ring. We did not get it. But the thought, at least for me and some of the other in the group last night, was after seeing what happened to Phoenix, maybe there was a plan for something to happen with Brody, and they changed it um, because you can't do something with an injured Phoenix there. Um, I don't know. If any of that is true, but that was just the thought that we had after the fact, um, maybe something was supposed to happen because even after, you know, they showed bro, uh, I'm sorry, after they showed Malachi on TV above us, we were looking, he actually like stood up and was like leaning forward. So we weren't sure if like something else was going to happen, but, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Schlong, do you think that the, that's a possibility? They switched plans because, um, 
you know, of an injured Phoenix. So I want to, yeah, I, I do. I think that's kind of what I was saying before when we talked about the, the lights going out at the end of uh, the previous match. I think that was to set up what was going to happen here. Um, and then you had the lights go out here. And I, thought, I think you were going to see it a third time, but like not again. And then all of a sudden you'd have Brody fucking King sitting in the ring and he'd be. Um, but as soon as Ray got hurt. So my guess is that they were going to have the, you had, you'd have um, Jurassic Express win. Because actually, I, I, you know, I went back and forth on whether that was called on the fly, but I'm going to at least give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they were supposed to win. Um, because they had that graphic done really quickly, considering you know the injury timeline. Um, all right, hold on. I want to establish this. But Kate, we have someone in our chat who's very annoying singing. She is too cold to appear on the show. Yeah, I know, but she's got enough power to be on a phone chatting away. Jeez, it's all right. Hey, Schlong, that's why they're we're the professional A team of the Mark Order podcast. But I, I have a feeling they were probably going to have like Lucha Express, I mean, the Jurassic Express step out of the ring or something. Oh my God. Holy moly. What a run in. Uh, sorry, folks. Uh, Maniac Millionaire Matt, a shirtless Maniac Millionaire Matt, has entered the, the fray. What's up, dude? <laughs> What's up, fellas? Well, we were talking about the main event from last night. Um, uh, and kind of uh, throwing some uh, some uh, theories out there that maybe they changed plans uh, because we were saying, Matt, they're live. We were talking about Malachi Black's match and we were like, fuck, yes, here comes Brody. And it didn't happen. Wow. And then in the main event, the lights go out and they come back and nobody's there. And it was like, yes, this is exactly what happened when Malachi appeared. It's going to happen. And then it never happened. <laughs> is, All right. is that why you're not so did you, Look, have I've, been you... Drinking, I've been drinking spicy margaritas all night oh my goodness and i was like you know what i gotta get home i gotta get my shirt off i gotta go on the fucking podcast oh my god and then schlong's got was that mike enos and i can't see your fat head in the way Dirty <laughs> dick slater this guy's got fucking slimer white castle these, this is why rough and ready. These are my people. Where's Kate? What is this nonsense? She's got no fucking heat. Listen, man, I said it before. Kate, Kate has plenty of heat. She could have showed up. She got plenty of heat. Yeah, she got plenty of heat. You're here um, without a shirt. I'm here without a shirt. I, I, I don't know, man. It's hard. You see what happened with Phoenix, and we didn't see it from our vantage point. Right. We couldn't tell. But it seems like they kind of pivoted, right? Like after the lights flickered on and off, uh, Christian gets chased to the back or he chases Aberhantes to the back. And then Christian comes back out. And it seems like maybe they called an audible and they kind of rushed Malachi up to above where we were sitting. And, and he kind of joined everybody else who was up there because it just didn't make. So, did Christian come back out after uh, Ray was hurt? Yes. And before they won. So yes. I'm wondering if maybe it was going to be lights go out and Brody King comes back out carrying Christian. 
I mean, there's or a Abrahantes. The way they set it up with the, with what happened earlier in the night with the Lucha Brothers and and them saving could have been Abrahantes he carries. Yeah, it could have been anybody actually. The way they set it up with the the shitty Brian Pillman nonsense and the uh, the Lucha Brothers making the save, it could have been any variety of ways. So I don't know. They man. had to pivot. I mean, that injury course, looked bad. You have to, the way look, I put it in the the Shining Wizards Discord today. Because uh, I was working all day and I was kind of nose deep in the Sabu book, um, so I kind of was late to the party. But the fact that he didn't break his fucking arm is unbelievable. I'm sure you guys cover this, but it's we're gonna get to the to the extent of the injury after you know we 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 finish up with Dynamite. But yeah, I mean, uh, dude, we watched the video after the fact when we heard the rumblings of like Phoenix hurt got hurt. And when we all looked at the video that I pulled up, we all cringed. I mean, we we hit the floor. We were like uh, gagging, so disgusted. So I know it's a little bit before the end of Dynamite, but we should establish. Apparently, he didn't break it. He just right. severely dislocated. However, he still has to figure out if he has any ligament damage. And I I will say, severe dislocation isn't always better. <laughs> Because because depending on what there's a lot of stuff in there that could be really messed up from a dislocation. Right, it could but, be. I'm, I'm looking on the positive side, but there's a lot of ligaments. It may be more prone to happen to him now. There's yeah, but from what you see, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. From what you see, you know, you we we were sitting there before Dino, uh, Rampage and Ant was showing us the video, and it was like, you know, the the your fucking body's not supposed to bend like that. Yeah. No, Ever. I told Ant, you, you, I told Ant, you guys didn't hear it because obviously he's not mic'd up. He yelled like there was a guttural yell from him when that happened. Like you knew right away how bad it was. <laughs> Matt's dancing. Um, yeah, no, I mean, adjusted. It it, uh, it looked terrible, and the fact that maybe he gets out of it with no ligament damage. Uh, you know, uh, and no break, just a severe dislocation would be crazy. Agree, agree, 100%. That, and on the surface, when you see what happened, you know, like clearly he's got to tell somebody at ringside, like, oh, I think I just broke my fucking arm. Oh, no, he did. He yelled and he grabbed his arm and he's like, get over here to the, the health guys right away. So they, they there was not I don't think there was all five seconds from the time he landed to the time they knew he was hurt. <laughs> God, you keep flexing, ah, maniac, Matt. Did you uh something that really bothered me all last night? And I don't know if you have talked to it, talked about it because I was crushing margaritas at dinner tonight. Um, <laughs> Where'd you go to dinner, by the way? We went over to the Bottle Hill Tavern in Madison. Oh, okay. Very nice. The bartender is Rhett Titus's uh, cousin. You did tell me that. I do remember Small you. Small world. Um, the fucking dude with the box on his head. We didn't talk about that, Matt, because uh, everybody, uh, the other person who was supposed to be on the show, who was with me at the show, never showed up. Oh, so gee, Mrs. Money didn't show up. Well, Mrs. Money was invited, but she was tired. Also, Ryan, I should mention, because I, I kind of planted the seed before I said Mrs. Money was very disappointed. All Mrs. Money wanted last night was to get a glimpse of Tony Nese live in the flesh, and it didn't happen. She was very, very upset. 
You know what? With all due respect, I would also be upset if I was Mrs. Money. This poor woman. She's a saint. She's a goddamn saint. She's married to this fucking walrus. This motherfucker. Asshole. For, and there's so many d- directions I can go here. This poor woman dropped her jacket. Her jacket fell on the floor. I picked it up. He didn't give a shit. She put it there. No, she didn't put it on the floor. She's not an, a savage animal. She did put it there. She said, I don't have anywhere else to put this. I said, I'll hold it. And she said, I'll, you know, it's fine. Here's my other beef with you. Not necessarily you. Maybe Chalkline. Ryan, in the history of your uh, wrestling knowledge, was there ever an umlaut over the O in Wolfpack? No. Okay, so do you have fucking fake Chalkline Wolfpack fucking merchandise? What is that, Wolfpack now? The wolf pack. The wolf pack. The wolf. We from Norway. Listen, I I don't know. I don't know what you want me. I am a destroyer. Oh my god. So Ryan, let me get back to. I want to do. I do want to address Matt's. Um, he mentioned the guy in the box. So we saw him when we. No, Rob Humphreys. How many times do we have to have this conversation? Ryan they didn't, Strong Rob. They lives. did, Rob. They did. Don't believe no, me. Shut the Ryan. Shut the fuck up. Ryan lives way south, dude. Way south. Not that far south. It's far enough, dude. Yeah, I guess. For a fucking four-hour round trip. I mean, you could have spent the night somewhere. Yeah, but then I have to take off work, and it's just after the holidays when I was off. We did not make Ryan Schlong say Ryan Schlong will be in Atlantic City February 9th. If you're going to the AEW show at the Atlantic City Boardwalk and you want to see Ryan Schlong in the flesh, will he have a rough and ready T-shirt on? Will he have an American Males T-shirt on? Will he be Ooh. rocking his favorite AEW T-shirt that Asian Joe has sent him? We don't know. But you want to find out. You want to be there. I'll be a member of the Roof Pack. Yeah, I gotta, fig- I gotta figure out what I'm gonna wear, which jacket I'm gonna wear that day. Uh, you're gonna um, wear the fucking Cody t-shirt because you always do, you fucking weirdo. Get a buy a fucking AEW t-shirt, Christ. I just listen, I just got some some gift cards for Christmas. I will make a purchase, but I also have I have the crate coming, so I get two new shirts with the crate. Right. Oh, Matt's going to go quiet. Okay, anyway. So no, I don't know. I'm a maniac. I just showed up. I was like, I'm home, feeling pretty good. There's a couple inches of snow outside. There are? Outside of my house, there is. I threw some rocks all down. I took my yeah, shirt man. off. I was like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to jump on the Mark Order podcast and spit some fire. Well, I'm glad you're here. So, Matt, are you? Let- yes, I am. I want to address, though, I'm glad because somebody else from last night was there because it doesn't make sense for me to bring anything up and bounce things off people who didn't go to the show. So, Ryan, Matt is is talking about um, a gentleman who was there in a suit wearing a box on his head all night, pulling off that Kip Sabian gimmick. Matt, I want to tell you oh, that walking in last night Because, you know, you parked on one side of the building. We parked on the other side. So we came in the way we exited, obviously, right from that side of the building. As we came in, that guy with the suit and the box on his head was standing by one of those pillars 
with a Kip Sabian cutout taking fucking pictures with people. I'm telling you, man, that was Kip Sabian. He, I was literally. It was Kip Sabian. I was fixated on him all night. He did not stay. He, he did not move. He did not take the box off his head. He didn't go to the bathroom. He didn't do. Sh- he was literally in that seat the whole night. All night. I don't think it was Kip Sabian. I mean, I think he was posting on Twitter that it was him. Maybe he was because they did put him on TV at one point. They flashed to him when they said uh, Jeff Lee's head was square. So they put that guy's box head on TV. Um, But yes, Matt, there was that guy. Uh, uh, Dusty Rhodes guy was oh, there. Fuck that again. guy. That guy sucks. I agree. Um, Who else? Were so- Matt, can I ask you? Because yes. um, I heard it all night. And I was just rolling my eyes uh, as far as I could to the back of my head. Did you hear the the gentleman behind us critiquing everything going on with wrestling? And I think one of them said something during one of the dark matches. Like, I actually have a win over this guy. And I kind of, you know, it took an opportunity later to turn around and see who these people were. Uh, this kid could have been more than like five, five, two you know, 105 pounds soaking wet. Um, but there were a lot of comments all night that I was just like, oh, my yeah, God. There was, uh, there was that guy behind us who okay. uh, he was involved in some facet in the, in the independent wrestling scene in the tri-state area. Very similar to the guy who was a photographer uh, who sat behind us in Long Island that I had the pleasure of listening to tell whoever he was with who didn't give a shit that he photographed. He, Photograph this person and that person and that person. There was also the fella who was behind you, who uh, who at one point said, "Die, Julia Hart, die." He was oh, he was a bit extra too. That feller. Yeah, the, I don't. He wasn't directly behind us, but he was like behind us and to my my left. Yeah, that guy was that guy was definitely uh, feeling good about. Oh my god, it's a fucking. Party. Oh my god. It is when you bring spicy margarita mat to the party. <laughs> spicy margarita mat is only here until my wife gets home and then it's a wrap. I gotta take a shower. Go to bed. I am so cold and I could not like handle the fact that you weren't wearing a shirt. <laughs> Because Matt's got so much, the the heat is cranked up in Matt's house that he just takes his shirt off to cool off. No, that's them double mark. Here's the thing: we go to the bar, right, and they make me singles, but I drink the singles super fast. So they said, "Let me give you doubles," and I said, "Fuck yeah, let me give me double. Let me let me give me. Let me (laughs) let you give me. I'll fucking murder Marco Stunt. I swear to God, Agent Joe, we were not sitting in front of Marco Stunt." No, no, Marco Stunt he, would have killed Matt. No, Marco was Stunt wasn't there. You want to know why? Because Marco Stunt's a fucking loser. Nah, he has the voice of an angel, and that's why he wasn't there. First, she said no, first of all, Tai Chi has the voice of an angel. Marco Stunt sounds like fucking four cats getting hit with a tack hammer. He's the four worst. cats. Four. He's the. He's literally the worst. Worse than the guy who got standing up in front of Kate all night last night. I was just going to ask, or did you talk about Waterfall while I was getting logged on? We did not. Uh, again, as I was mentioning to Matt before, 
no point in me bringing anything up to to nobody who went to the show last night. Well, so what is wrong with Dick have a conversation face? About it. What? What is wrong with Dick Slater's face? I, I don't know. He looks That's... like he's making cumsies. Maybe he is. Um, so yeah. Um, well, Matt, I also, in addition to Waterfall, uh, who Kate is referring to, a gentleman with an Alabama Waterfall hairdo who kept standing up at everything all night, and Matt kept saying uh, things like, you know, take a seat or, um, you know... Uh, or sit down Waterfall. Sit down Waterfall. And then the guy just sat down. He didn't yes. even give a problem. He just sat. He knew yeah. who we, we were talking to. Yeah, be real nice about it. Hey, Waterfall, take a seat. Can't see Matt, you. Did you also see the gentleman in front of us um, who a few times would stand up to let people through, you know, doing the right thing, but um, also seemed to be another gentleman. You don't have luck with people who can find pants that go all the way up. Um, because- uh, yes, the old the old plumber's crack was in uh, <laughs> Mrs. Money's face most of the night. Yes, I did. I did notice that, but I didn't want to bring it to the attention of... Uh, Mrs. Money. Uh, oh, also, I'm sure we all got it. Did he also smell like nachos and ass? Like the guy at ROH? You know, uh, I Matt Matt had that at ROH. I did I did not catch the nachos and BO, so thankfully maybe I was a little far away from that guy. I take listen, I I trust your word. Uh so if that's what it smelled like. I did not get a whiff off of the guy last night. He seemed to be pretty well kept. Uh he just didn't know how to pull his pants or underpants up. Yeah. Maybe he right. did, but he preferred not to because he wanted you to see. He just wanted Perhaps. a little breeze. He was like, I'm an ass ba- boy too. I can Perhaps he did not understand the concept of a belt. Or how to tighten your belt. Or he was like, I'm not a champion, so I don't have a belt. Kenny Kenny Omega stole all my belts because he collects them. Well, really, championship belts are more like cummerbunds, so it's fine. That's a good point. I did. Uh, Mrs. Money did ask me because she knows I have the, uh, the winged eagle here. She goes, would you ever actually bring that to a show with you? I said, and have to carry that fucking thing all night? No way. And then I wouldn't want to be the guy sitting next to people who had to hold that thing all night. And somebody's fucking, you know, sides with the belt. Get the fuck out of here. Awesome. What is wrong? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I got you. You're good. Yeah. We got uh, you. I want to put. I want to put over Mrs. Money. I would uh, definitely uh, go to a wrestling show with Mrs. Money anytime. She's a hoot. Oh she's, yeah. She's way fun. Well, she's gonna be in Atlantic City. I'm very excited. I lucked out. I got the opportunity to sit next to Mrs. Money. We had a great time. She did go to me at one point before you guys arrived. Like, do you want to sit next to, you know, your friends? And I was like, no, like, I want to sit next to you. She's like, but, you know, these are your friends. Like, I'll I'll move down. I was like, don't. Was and like, you were like, have you seen my friends? I want to sit next to you. Yeah. I was and like, poor wife through the short straw and she had to sit next to me. Oh, no. I kept trying to get her to needle you all night, Matt. She wouldn't do it. Needle me? Needle you. Oh, needle me. So during during the dark taping, she kept saying, um, do you know who this guy is? I'm like, gee, I don't know who any of these people are. Like, I would know clearly, like, who LSG is or some of the other guys who maybe I've seen from time to time again at, like, uh, Wrestle Pro or whatever. But, um... 
Kevin uh, Matthews was there, though. Well, I, I didn't know who, uh, who the fuck anybody was except for that Jersey Shore guy, and only because his short said something like reality star. Um, but anyway, Matt, I kept telling her, don't keep asking me if I know these people. I said, just keep asking Matt. Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? Do you yeah, know and this she guy? She did, and I just kept saying, no, yes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> she told me she wasn't. I was like, ask him. I'm like, just keep asking him. She did. What? Oh, good. So you and Schlong were on like a good pace to be done, like probably like 15 minutes ago. And yeah, we were moving along here, but it's okay. Miley Cyrus, the shit out of this thing. It's okay. We did you talk about Miley Cyrus. There you go. Fucking, it's 34 degrees. Kate's acting like it's fucking, it's alive, and she's got to eat fucking another human being over there. She's got a dog she could eat. Go in your fucking car. Put the heat on. My heat is on now. I'm just cold. The heat oh. is on. All right, I Kenny was at Loggins. My coffee shop. Oh, no, it wasn't Kenny shop. Loggins. It was Glenn Fry. You fucking. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yes. How Sorry. dare you? How Sorry, weird. Glenn Fry of the Eagles. Yes. Okay. My apologies. So weird. You didn't want to sit next to this guy. And <laughs> I was great. No. You know what, Kate? No. Kate's always like, you know what? When I go to a wrestling show, I feel very safe when I'm with someone like Matt, and he's really funny and he makes me laugh. That's all true. All right, so don't fucking try and throw me under the bus. If I was Aunt, I might not think that because I would have to be giving you pop culture lessons all the time. Asian Joe. The walrus. Asian Joe has it. Mrs. Money was basically Matt asking about pop culture on a road trip. <laughs> Absolutely. But not even Who's close. This? Is this Notorious Mimi? Is this Megan the Stallion? Not even. Not even. <laughs> your wife was not even close. I asked a bazillion questions about the same person. Yeah, you did. And I asked, I and I I named her wrong every single fucking time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know you did. Without fail. Without fail. Did you guys, did you already talk about cruise director Mike? Yes. Well, we didn't refer to him as cruise director Mike, but we did talk about cruise director Mike. We're, we are done talking about dynamite, Kate. We were actually just at the main event and I'll pose the question to you just like I did Matt when he jumped in shirtless here. Um, about your Don't thoughts you need to throw the shirtless out there if you're watching <laughs> no. you should who has Topless. anything better to do on a at 12 30 at night on, on a, a thursday friday morning friday it's stuff they already fucking canceled school you fucking sissy ass snowflakes fuck it just get, get it. out of here because snow snowflakes <sighs> look at these muscles you don't want this i like when i get full screen i feel important you so Kate, important, Kate, can I pose? I want to pose it to you. The oh, end sorry. of the end of Dynamite, um, and the possibility of the switching plans because of Phoenix's arm. Is that something that you believe happened, or were we never going to get a surprise? Man, I've gone back and forth with this. The more I think about it, the more I think it might have been Jurassic Express's night. Um, well and and kate not even the not even jurassic express winning because to ryan's point ryan was ryan was saying they had all the graphics and stuff really oh wait are we breaking out our snuggies i don't have a snuggie 
I think, yeah, maybe there'd be like a post-match beatdown or something. Um, well, even even like Brody King showing up, right? I think that's what everybody thought was happening. So if that was supposed to happen, did they audible because Phoenix basically twisted his arm, you know, off of his body? Yeah, I oh I think they would have. <laughs> I think that would have come out like in news if that was the case, but maybe they want to save it for next week. Um but it certainly seems like that because they teased the lights twice. I'm also over the light spot. We can stop with the teasing of the lights. Just send them out there. Correct. Ding. Um, but I th- I think that's certainly very possible that he was supposed to um come out because they did it earlier in the show, and then to like do the lights and send nobody is kind of weird. Right. Well. I know, Schlong, you thought it was a pretty entertaining show on television, right? Very. Schlong liked it. I thought it was a good show there live. I have to see the TV broadcast. What did you guys think? You had a good time? Was it a good show? The fuck are you talking about? It was as fun as Shirtless Margarita Matt is having with the soundboard, which is very fun. Well, it's I don't want to get us canceled, so I have to be mindful of what buttons I hit because I don't want to offend anybody. My goodness. Why do you have right? stuff on the soundboard that could get you canceled? I don't Just know. Off the I don't give a shit anymore. I don't know. You know, wow, Matt, that's unbelievable. You know, Matt, if you're looking yes. if you're looking for an anti-PC podcast because you're not worried about <laughs> having to know what kind of gender <laughs> you call people. I know a network you can find one of those shows on. These nuts. That's right. These nuts. Where's the Eddie Kingston? These nuts. Uh, <laughs> I'm not redeeming them. Relax. Did you talk about how my partner was up in the rafters with Malachi uh, Black? We didn't just because uh, we were interrupted by, uh, not interrupted, we were joined. By a uh, maniac, Matt. Tonight you were interrupted. No, we were joined uh, by. I'll tell you what, the margarita man. is spicy. It's a spicy margarita. What is with Was the, it, Why does everyone have a blankie? I don't have a. Blanket. Ryan is trolling me. I'm fucking cold. <laughs> so, um, why don't you have a blanket? So, uh, real quick, my balls. <laughs> yeah, say that all the time. So real quick, uh, coming up this week. What? Coming up on, on AEW television, Friday night, Rampage. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it already. All right. Don't spoil it. Don't no. Spoil what? It. Who do you think I am? Somebody from another fucking wrestling website? Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Spoiler. Stick it in your ass. How do you like them apples? So Friday night, Rampage. We'll get Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas. We Baby! have... Jake Atlas, baby? No, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, we'll also have... Uh, said that's so sad. No, did. Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> he just said it at the wrong time. He's a little delayed. Um, we'll also have... Drunk. Br- oh, boy. We'll have Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Riho and Ruby Soho. I'll tell you what. No spoilers. But I was like, how about that coolie? And I got a lot of looks and a lot of fucking... A lot, you of had a lot of people being like, I can't believe he said that, but he right, though. There was a lot well, of that. It was like, I am questioning my sexuality about her coolie. Yeah. Her coolie was things. fantastic. Her coolie is amazing. 
Matt Matt is equal opportunist. He'll tell you if he thinks a guy has something good on him. So yes, look, I took a picture of Sunny Kiss. I took a picture of his coolie. Mm-hmm. How I about that coolie? And I said it to him. I said, "How about that ass?" Yeah, that's a, that's a coolie, Wait, all right. I actually had a question for Matt because why finish at a normal time? Are there any women with bad wrestling hair? In the same way that you hate men's bad wrestling. Hair. Bad wrestling. That's a, you know what, Kate? That's a fantastic question. Thank you. Bad I asked the wrestling question. hair. You know what? I'm going to have to uh, do some research and get back on you. That's fair. Back to you? Back what on. about Luna Vachon? You're okay with that? We don't speak ill of the dead. What's wrong with you? Oh, we don't. Yeah, you're so reverent. What? Who did I Ab- speak ill of? Dynamite Kid. Uh, did Luna um, Vachon ever stick a shotgun in her spouse's mouth? No. We don't You're know. still speaking ill of the dead. What, what about Abby Donna? He sounds like a real piece of shit, so I will speak. Ill you also killed him. It's not ill. That's the truth. Wait, I have I, a bad hair suggestion. Okay. What about Abaddon? Nah, it's part of the gimmick, though. It works for a character. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta see it like Brian. What was Brian? First of all, Brian Pillman's a fuck atrocious. Yeah, we we already talked about this. Right. We don't and have to go hair, back in time. What? What are you doing? You tying that shit up? What are you? What are you doing, buddy? Guy, fellow? It was all business last night. All business. There was no business. Up. Did you see the way he lost? He fell off the fucking ropes and he got kicked in the face. Okay, worked botch or botch? Botch. Matt's going botch. Kate. Botch. Botch. Ryan. I, I probably botch, but he's but you're in there with a professional like Malachi Black, so he knows how to improvise. Who's yeah, just like, that's, I'm going to kick your fucking head off. He's like, all right, it's a wrap. You fucking suck, buddy. Go home. So, so there's two more matches on Rampage Friday night. We also have Daniel Garcia and 2.0 versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz in a no DQ, no rules, no holds barred match. You really saved the best for last, huh? Well, why would you not? I don't know, Drew Nichols, son, Nichols. What did you just click into? <coughs> Drew Nichols, it's the Mark Order Podcast. Greatness. You want to DM Drew, at Mark Order Pod on Twitter, and you want to get some free stickers, son? You clicked into a drunk Matt, a cold Kate, a mocking Ryan, an ant trying to keep us on the tracks. Yeah. There it is. This is, like the, this is like a four horsemen of the apocalypse. By the way, Asian Joe says one day I want AEW to do the light spot. Then it's actually just Danhausen bumping into the light switch. <laughs> I want I want Danhausen to join the House of Black and be super serious. No more well, fun with Danhausen. It would be the Someone's House Um. By the way, guys, one more match on Rampage Friday night: Hook versus Aaron Solo. Get ready. That's all I'm oh, saying. Did Hook stretch him if he can? I gotta go. Oh, maniac Matt. That means Kate's gonna leave too. See you, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys. Good night. A lot of fun. Oh boy. You know what that you know what just happened? He got in trouble. It was what are you doing? Why don't you have a shirt on? (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only one who was questioning whether he had pants on? Uh I think he had maybe he didn't. He might have been getting in the shower. (laughs) <laughs> like, that's what I mean. I I don't think. Maybe that was the question: I is know. where are your pants? Drew goes. I wish I was here earlier. <laughs> I will say this, Drew. Um, just uh, you know, tomorrow or later, 
uh, you can come back and watch this video. Uh, Ryan, I don't know how long that was, maybe like 30 to 45 minutes ago, uh, Matt clicked in. He wasn't here the whole show, but you should definitely catch him uh, when he uh, came in. And anybody who might be listening to this, by the way, in podcast form later on, go to YouTube. You should subscribe uh, to our channel anyway, but uh, go episode 41, this episode, and find where Matt jumps in and watch from there because it's a show. Um, guys, the other stuff that we can get to, let's get to business. And then we could do some other bullshit. Um, Saturday night is the inaugural battle of the belts show. It's going to be a one hour show right now. We know we're getting Riho versus Britt Baker for the women's world title. And we're going to get Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes in a rematch for the TNT title. And we also have a few matches lined up for next Wednesday night's dynamite. Uh, it's going to be CM Punk versus Wardlow. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. Uh, I know one of them. And then um, uh, Ryan, it's Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin. Oh, that match is going to slap. It's going to be a good one. So a lot of programming coming up. No, it'll be great. It'll be one of the two. There's definitely Kate. not going to be an in-between. Come on, Kate. I'm just saying. Uh, Rob Humphrey says the one-hour special doesn't feel very special. Not going to lie, Rob. We're in the same boat. We don't feel like it's really that big a deal if it's just an hour show. When you call something battle for the belts and you're not building it and it's not longer than an hour, it's not really special. At least that's how I view it. I don't know about you guys. <clears throat> In their defense, they didn't call it War of the Belts. They called it Battle of the Belts, which is just like a short segment of a war. A skirmish of the belts. If it's going to be Battle of the Belts, then it should just be one match. A single battle. Yeah, but you do an hour-long Broadway for the championship. I don't think you want to do that here. I think they just like... I think that's on us to adjust our expectations a little bit because it's like they signed this deal... They have to do these one-hour specials a few times a year. Um, they should I have called it they, something else. They should have called it something else. But I hope that they introduce trios titles. So that's my hope. Uh, then they'd better announce it Friday fucking night uh, because this show is Saturday. That's true. I'm more like, okay, so we're just running back Ruby and Brit, just like, cuz? Like, why don't we ever plan anything in the fucking women's division? But okay. We're Actually, not running back push. Ruby and Britt. It's Riho and Britt that they're yeah. running. Riho. Did I oh, say that's Ruby? Right. Like they're clearly they're setting up Thunder and Rosa, right? So Thunder and Rosa? Boy, Kate, are so you yeah. drinking? I'm not drinking. I've just been frozen. <laughs> and I watched New Japan for well, two nights this well, week. In in Kate's Thunder defense, and Thunder Mercedes. Thunder Rosa does paint half her face. So there's two of her. There's Thunder and then there's Rosa. It's just gonna be her having an internal struggle. Um, no, but they like reignited the, the Ruby thing, unless that was, was that just for that tag match or are we going to run that back? Well, the tag match was, uh, is clearly just a build to the title match on Saturday, right? Cause Rio and, and Britt were part of it. Um, to Rob Humphrey's question, you don't want to see Britt Baker and Rio go an hour. No, absolutely not. I don't want to see that, but I do want to see and watch that match. <laughs> no, thank you. 
Um, it should also be known, Kate, like as we were driving uh, to the venue yesterday and we we got, you know, into parking as we were coming in, we came a- along the side of the building that had the trucks um, that had the trucks parked next to it. And um, on the back of the truck is Riho and then maybe even Britt Baker on the other you know side of the truck. And uh, Mrs. Money is like, oh, my God, it's your favorite, Riho. She looks so good. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, so, guys, a couple uh, news items. It's been a busy week uh, for AEW, especially with the injuries uh, that we saw at the Newark show. So we already talked about Phoenix's injury. Uh, and the update on Phoenix's injury is Schlong said it's not a break. It is badly dislocated. He still needs an, e- an MRI to check for ligament damage. Um, so, uh, hopefully it's not as bad, but what people may not know about, unless they're digging into, uh, kind of the dirt sheets here is, um, Jake Atlas was injured last night. Uh, so you'll actually see it, uh, Friday night, unless they somehow edit it. But, uh, Friday night, uh, in, in during the taping of, uh, of Rampage, um, Jake Atlas in his fight with Adam Cole, um, got injured while executing a springboard from the apron into the ring. Atlas uh, was hit by Adam Cole with a super kick. Jake uh, hurt his knee coming down and began grabbing at it. He did try uh, putting weight uh, on the knee, but he, um, uh, he couldn't really get himself into position to go for the Panama sunrise. So they did pivot the finish. Um, you know, you'll see it. You can find out what happened, but uh, but did so they pivot it into a knee bar? Because I can't. Well, I wasn't going to give away the goddamn finish, Kate. But my, uh, God. I'm Wait, wondering if we're even going to see because that's someone's debut. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you. I wonder if they just record a different match or something. I don't know how you fix that. I I think you just air it. I think you have to air it. There's nothing else you could do. Uh, it's unfortunate because Jake Atlas just came out of retirement, uh, but uh, and just signed. But um, you know, unfortunately, Jake Atlas is hurt. So nothing. Hey, you is there really any good news that. on the injury? Uh, no, Linus. There has not been any new news on the injury. No, I'm, a, I'm I'm a I'm a cold ghost. Ooh. Here's what I don't like about this: I can't tell when Ryan's going to speak. So at any moment, he could just jump in. And it will just be talking over each other like we normally do. It's kind of fun, though. It is kind of fun. Spooky <laughs> Ryan. Ooh. I do know he had to go. He either is going for an MRI or already went for an MRI because he could put like no weight on it. He was he's fucked. Like all I saw was that he completely blew out his knee was the exact phrase, which is rough. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. Uh, they did uh, <clears throat> after the match too. they're, you know, being there live we saw they two people helped him up the ramp and he was not walking on that leg at all so definitely not good um guys we have well kate you could bail at any moment because you just jumped in but we do have to address the elephant in the room that happened on new year's eve where uh swole uh you know uh well fightful put a transcription out of um swole's uh call-in show where she talked about kind of her exit from aew and some of the things that she discussed in her exit interview um mainly um 
mainly her comments on, um, you know, uh, lack of diversity or somewhat, you know, uh, lack of diversity kind of at the top, uh, the way that they um, kind of deal with, you know, talent and TV time and stuff like that. So it did make uh, some waves and um, TK decided to tweet out uh, a response to that saying the top two execs are Brown, me and Mega, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament is very has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight which was not a good look. Uh, and in the wake of that, uh, Leo Rush and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs uh, and a few others uh, did tweet out their basic distaste for uh, the way that this was handled by Tony Khan. Um, so Leo Rush, as I mentioned, was one person who was openly angry um, after the tweet. And um, on Saturday, uh, Leo Rush tweeted a statement after speaking uh, with Tony Khan and uh, Mega. And he said, I want to be clear. I do not consider this to be a diversity issue. And I at no point have thought or said that AEW or Tony is racist. We can all clearly see that wrestling as a whole and the AEW roster is perpetually diverse. The issue at hand was a racial racial insensitivity issue. Having, having spoken to Tony and Mega, we have discussed the endeavors to further understand the struggles of the black community. I am grateful to be able to understand more about Tony and Mega's own uh, ethnic backgrounds and glad they're actively seeking input from an African-American perspective. I am proud to work for a boss and company that try to make these strides in social equality. I look forward to working with Tony to keep making steps towards a posi- positive change. I pray 2022 is a year of positive change in all aspects. Happy New Year and God bless. Hashtag be the change. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs was um, one of TK's and the company's biggest advocates in the early hours uh, of kind of this whole thing going on. Uh, and then on June 3rd, uh, Powerhouse issued a... Um, longer statement in support of AEW and their diversity efforts. It also went out via Twitter. It is a little longer, so I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but um, what uh, what a shitstorm, <laughs> for lack of a better term here. Uh, I guess the question I'd want to pose to you guys is how is it possible? Well, I guess I know how it's possible because he's the owner of the company, but is there anybody out there who maybe says to him, hit the pause button, dude, before you send this out to the world uh, and can't get rid of it? Um, Because that was not a good look, uh, in my opinion. Uh, But what do you guys think? Hey, Kate, you just joined us. What do you think about this highly uh, volatile issue? I think it's entirely Fightful's fault. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it it really was, and I've heard multiple people saying this, it's so much more the approach than it was the first part of the content of what he said. Like, if you want to defend your position by saying, like, actually, we are pretty damn diverse, and here's why. There's a time and a place to do that. A tweet where you're swiping at her skill level and promoting your women's roster it ain't the place to do it. Um, I I just didn't think it warranted any response. Um, 
at all. Like, I didn't think what Swole said was controversial. And the more puzzling part that I've been saying to me is like, it seems like stuff they're actively working on. So why would you not take that victory lap of like, look, a lot has changed since her. Because she had said like, since my exit, this is what I said in my exit interview, which was a couple months ago. And they made some signings and they've been actively working on the women's division really hard, it seems like. So um, why would you not say that? Uh, but he's got to get used to criticism because the only people that have left, like Jimmy Havoc ain't going to say anything. Um, and the only other two people that like were a part of the company and were not were because of like geographically from COVID. Like, so this is the first person to give their thoughts on their experience there. And this is just such a swing and a miss. I'm glad that the talent feels heard. I think it's fucking absurd that the tweet is still up. Um, and I just think she had really good points and the points are things that Tony Khan is actively working on. So, um, and she was just very nice about it. Like she said, it was disrupting her piece and that was her thoughts on her experience there. And, um, there was just no need to to do it that way. Um, I even I even posed this, Kate, uh, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I posed this to as, as all this kind of news was breaking, and Mrs. Money and I were kind of like watching uh, Rampage. Was like I said, you know, it's funny. Not that it's funny. I said, but she said, you know, hey, we we parted ways mutually. Like all is well, right? And then yeah, we ended like, on a good note, I think was the exact quote. Right. And then like this comes out and again, she can say whatever she wants. Like, I don't have a problem with what she's saying, but I said to, to Mrs. Money, like she could have found a way to weave this into her, her tweet about leaving, like even something to the extent of like, you know, I'm, I'm moving on from AEW. We've, we've parted ways. It was mutual, mutual and it's all good. However, there's a few things like I think it would be great that they, you know, work on like diversity or, you know, being able to give uh, help to talent who maybe is not as vocal or not as creative to try to find ways for them to get on TV. Like if I feel like if she had done something like that, this wouldn't be an issue. The fact that it came out like weeks later and it it was like a transcript of a show that probably, you know, may never have made its way to him. But like, I just feel like. And again, I'm not saying what she did was wrong by answering these questions on her show, but I feel like if she had said that when she left, like this whole thing would have been like a, a moot point. Maybe, but why should you have to give? Like if somebody asks you about it, that's one thing. I don't feel like you need to say that on your way out. And also somebody made the point, and I think it's a fair one. And I know everybody likes to rail against WWE, but like John Moxley got celebrated the fuck up out of for ripping into wwe um mm -hmm. and he was a lot meaner about it than she was about aew <laughs> and people were like throwing her under the bus for it i just like maybe it would have been less of an issue but like to me this just also was not an issue until tony Khan oh, yeah what he did you know so it's like i agree I with that know. completely it was, it was just billionaires are gonna be billionaires i guess at the end of the day <laughs> like Twitter is a dangerous drug. It is. And especially on New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know it. Shlong, you got anything you want to add to this conversation? Just that she wasn't wrong in anything she said. And then he, instead of taking time to 
read the article, listen to the podcast, do anything that could have put context to the comment to the title, which wasn't even a bad title. It was it was what she said, but instead of, um, you know, doing doing anything to help himself, he just saw a title and was like, "Fuck this, I'm mad," because he doesn't like criticism. Just like Katie doesn't like to hear that he did something wrong. And she wasn't what she said is what people have been saying for for months. Now, I think also there's probably part of him that got annoyed that the again, because he didn't read the, the article or listen to the podcast, part of him got annoyed thinking, wait a minute, we are diverse. I'm 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 a brown man. Like I where if he had read the article, she she got very specific in what she was talking about. But and like, he... don't promote your women's street fight in the same tweet. Like, oh right? It was just so toned up. Well, that, that was, that's that, that baseball was the worst look. Yeah, that that's that baseball clip, and we have a deep. <laughs> yeah, 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 and Castiano. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that is one so of my. Sorry about what I said. There's a drive to deep left or whatever. Yeah, it is. Oh, my that is that is one of my. Uh, it's gonna sound wrong. One of my favorite clips because it's just so so bad. Oh, it's incredible. Like, I'm it's so just... sorry about what I said. Log drive to left. Just oh, moving on. Oh my god. Well, he made him he made a mess for himself. He didn't have to say anything. He literally didn't have to say a word. But if he wanted to say something, there were a thousand better ways yeah. to respond. He absolutely. literally went the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. There are better ways to address what was said, agreed there. Uh and again, I'm I'm with you Shlong. <clears throat> no problems with anything that uh that Swole said. That's our experience. Everybody has a right to talk about their experience. Moving on to other things that came out in podcasts uh, over the past week. Uh, Schlong, you brought it up before. Uh, Cody was on the wrestling with Brandon F. Walker podcast, and he um, admitted that the Agogo angle did not work. <laughs> Finally. Um <laughs> He said, uh, I can I can on record just go ahead and say I regret that promo and almost everything that Anthony, about that Anthony Gogo angle, almost everything about it. I'm good now and comfortable now. Um, um, and, and Walker basically says he didn't hate the angle. Uh, and Cody says he didn't hate it either. He was having a good time. Anthony's a former Olympian, definitely someone who's a developmental talent, who's going to be, uh, we're training him We're we recruited him. We're bringing him up through the ranks. Ultimately, I've never gone on record saying this, but this is the perfect time. I stood by what I said in the promo. I stood by it because I thought the content was good. And I thought the intentions were good. However, a white guy talking about race relations who has an American flag tattoo on his neck. I can see why people would use the terms tone deaf when it came to that and then trying to defend it and all. And again, intentions were good and sincere. And I was so excited about Brandy and the baby. It that should have uh, just been one where I went out and almost just winged it because everything in wrestling, I work really, really, really hard on like meticulous. Um, so guys, Cody, um, Cody regrets that he saved racism, I guess. I guess he lost racism. He lost it. He had it and he lost it. Um, 
Interesting <laughs> he's doing that now as he is turning heel. Kinda yeah, it, it's really funny. Um, guys, uh, some bad news from the Young Bucks. They updated their Twitter uh, bio. Uh, and it uh, said, loyal to a fault, but sometimes have to make executive decisions. Always book ourselves strong. Our future grandkids are set for life. Matt has COVID. So <laughs> Matt Jackson has COVID. And uh, according to Brian Alvarez at the Wrestling uh, Observer, Brandon Cutler also has it. And since Nick Jackson is considered a close contact, he too will be missing from Dynamite. Um they weren't previously announced uh, for a segment this week, but uh, if they were in the plans, uh, they weren't going to be. So um, apparently Nick had a bad case of it in late 2020. Uh, he said he was bedridden for three weeks and had various issues related to the virus for months after contracting it. Uh, so hopefully uh, Matt and Brandon have a little bit of an easier time, um, but they, um, they got that COVID. Asian Joe uh, saying COVID don't give a fuck about cold spray. You're right. Asian Joe what is about cold play? Best. Like, he just always makes me laugh. I love you, Asian Joe. Well, nobody What's has to worry crazy? about cold play soon, Ryan, because in like four years, they're going to be done. Uh, let's see, guys. I don't Another... get that joke, so that's why I couldn't respond. Oh, you didn't know they announced, like, hey, we're done making music in 2025? No, I don't follow them. So, okay. That's oh, weird. It, it made, like, it made a bunch of, like, you know, entertainment and news sites. And I thought it was hilarious because it's like, hey, guys, we're done in four years. So thanks. You like, know what I mean? Clearly, they have like a certain number of albums left on their deal, but it's just so weird to announce now. <laughs> yeah. Four years from now, we're hanging it up. Look, man. So funny. Guys, uh, apparently there's a dream signing that's going to be debuting pretty soon. Uh, Tony Khan was uh, talking with Josh Martinez on <laughs> New York's number one hit music station, C100. Seems like a weird place to be talking about wrestling. But uh, Martinez said, is there any, I'll call it dream signing that you're kind of going after? And you can say yes or no. You don't have to go into details, but I just want to know, are there, are they in North America or are they not? That's all I want to know. And Tony Khan said, there is, they are in North America and they're coming and pretty soon. And it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited. Uh, guys, any theories as to who this may be? I don't believe this is Brody King. Um, do we think maybe this is Rotunda? Yeah. Do we think that, who do we think? Kate's shaking your head. Kate, any thoughts on who we might be referring to? Look, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I think it might be CM Punk. <gasps> Kate, <laughs> have I got news for you. And questions um, on where you've been. Kate, I think you were asleep for 30 minutes last night. <laughs> or like four months. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Part of me feels like this might be Gargano. Um, but he, I, re I think, really wants to take his time and go be a dad. I just don't know what dream signing means with the current free agent market. Like... I, I made the punk joke, but like, 
unless it's Cena, which it's not, obviously, like mm-hmm. it's kind of like what big guy is like nobody a, a dream signing feels like a really strong word for anybody that's out there. A dream signing to me feels like somebody that would have been a big deal before the company even existed or something. Like I I don't think he's had dreams about signing William Rotunda. Um but he also called Christian a Hall of Fame caliber guy, and he is, don't get me wrong, but like I think a lot of people were thinking like Punk, Amy Dumas, Lesnar, whatever at that point. Um so I don't know who it could be. It makes me think New Japan. Um but I don't know who in New Japan, and I don't know if it would be like a signing if it's somebody with New Japan as opposed to crossover. Could it be? Um, well, John just put it in here, and I was thinking this way. Uh, could it be the Briscoes? I don't know if that's a dream signing. Uh, my other thought was uh, could it be Jay White? Ooh, Jay White's an interesting one. Jay White's in North America. Might it be Tommy Dreamer? And it's a wordplay. Oh, boy. You may say that he's a dreamer. He's not the only one. He's not. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, Gargano's one of the bigger names out there. I mean, could they be working, you know, could Gargano show up January 26th in Cleveland? We'll talk about that. But... Um, could be Gresham. It could be Gresham. I mean, More Gresham like an appearance deal. Gresham was I mean, at um at AEW. Uh, you guys are missing you know, two, two people though. Go ahead. And I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Now it depends on whether the North American thing. I know the guy asked it, but I feel like that was given to him. It depends on if that's just a comment or if it's supposed to be a hint. There's two guys who held the North American title who were big indie guys before AEW when. Tony was watching, and that's Keith Lee and Swerve. Swerve. I don't know Both if... Of... Are, are there days up, though? Well, he said soon. He didn't say right away. Both of them... Both, Keith Lee's up in, like, 30 days. And, I don't... And, I don't mm, yeah, and Swerve Scott would have been... Right around then, too, so... Is it a yeah, dream? Well, would you call them I... a dream signing, though? But, see, it's a dream signing for him, and he was an indie mark. I think Keith Lee could be a dream signing for a guy who watched indies for years because he was and Swerve too. Swerve was one of the biggest indie darlings in the world. Like Swerve was Swerve was Gresham. Swerve was, you know, all these guys who's being looked at as like the next big thing. So yeah, so for him, I could see him calling them dream. You know, what's his dream versus what our our dream is different. I don't think there's anyone out there. I mean, I hate to say. I think Keith Lee's a bigger signing than Jay White. So, oh man, oh, for I don't sure. know about that. It definitely is. So, I think to to the average wrestling fan, yeah. Um, guys, I what if also let's think take Tony works and he could be saying dream to hype up people's excitement? Like, I don't think that's a that's a far stretch for old TK. What if we take it the opposite direction? He would never dream of signing this guy, but he did. And how Dan Housen. Oh, I think people would be a little let down by that. I would not be one of those people who would be let no, down. No, <laughs> nobody here would be let down. <clears throat> Danhausen signs have been showing up more and more at AEW television. I think he's going to sign as soon as he's healthy. I think that, yeah, I think that's the move. I would love if Tony Khan in an interview 
slipped and was like, it would be a dream house. I've said too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> My goodness. Um, it's been corrupted. Kate, you mentioned CM Punk before. Moving forward, uh, you mentioned CM Punk before. I think he's um, showing up. You think he's going to show up? Yeah, I think because he's signed, he's going to be doing dates. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you know that New Japan's uh, Okada did an interview recently talking about dream matches with CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Uh, CM Punk responded uh, sending uh, the ace, uh, the current ace, the address of the United Center in uh, in uh, Chicago. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. We think, uh, we think maybe there's a chance Okada shows up and, uh, fight CM Punk. I don't think Punk would be the guy that they'd bring Okada in for, but, uh, listen, it's out there. Kate, would that excite you? Okada Punk? Oh, yeah. I mean, to me, like you said, the the play is like Okada Danielson. I don't think they bring Okada over until Kenny's healthy. So whenever that is, whether that's February or I feel like February is ambitious. I feel like it's going to be later than that with all of the issues that he's had. Oh, Drew brings up a good point in the chat um, that they've named Cleveland. They announced a Cleveland show, which is where Gargano's from. That's a good point. Because yeah. they definitely lean into that. <laughs> um, and Gargano did put up a PWT store. So, um, but yeah, I think Okada, you want you want him to be able to do like a run in America for multiple weeks because getting over here is such a pain in the ass with everything going on. Um, and I think you want him to be able to take on like Punk, um, Danielson. I mean, Kenny's like the obvious one to me so i i think the timing is is there it does seem like they kind of closed up their relationship with impact and they've really opened one with new japan so this is kind of a fun way that like the forbidden door is not a let's make a deal door it's not one two and three right it's only (laughs) to one major promotion at a time and then like kind of some more freelance independent stuff um but yeah that uh I, I would be interested in seeing it, but I think you have to to time it properly. And I also love that everyone was like, Punk gave out his address like he's a fucking idiot. No, he's yeah, at no. the address of the United Center people. Come on, give him some credit. You would uh you'd have to imagine though, Kate, that uh the first person from New Japan to get a shot at Punk would would probably make sense to be Kenta, right? For sure. For ownership of the GTS. Yeah, Kenta has the second best GTS in the game and developed it in honor of CM Punk and not the other way around. So That's right. I think you're right. Much like WWE CW is the only ECW that matters. Uh-huh. And uh, Orange Cassidy and Sue's chaos is the real chaos. Yeah, I don't know any other chaos. Uh, it also came up numerous times now, but uh, it was announced, uh, as we've mentioned it here, uh, January 26th, uh, the show in Cleveland will be the 2022 version of uh, AEW's Beach Break. Um, um, so they're going to do Dynamite and the taped Rampage from the Wallstein Center on the shores of Lake Erie. Um, you know, again, that could be where maybe Gargano shows up. Um, last year, Beach Break uh, opened the forbidden door to bring Kenta into AEW. 
Uh, so who knows? But all I know is, uh, and uh, Rob Humphrey said it, but I definitely had it. Uh, nothing says beach like Cleveland in January. <laughs> Very true. Actually, I love that, that it's so stupid and they're just going with it. And Kate, Asian Joe has a point. The best one is is very nice, very nevil. Punk has paid Danhausen for it. So proof is in the pudding. Guys, there's a there's a, a couple of things left here before we wrap it up. Um, one here is the big rumor that's been going around lately was that uh, GCW booked a match for the world title. Uh, currently held by John Moxley for Hammerstein Ballroom on the 23rd. A lot of speculation saying that Moxley is going to return um, to AEW in the next few weeks. Uh, clearly, I think it would make sense that if, um, you know, Mox is going to return, he's not going to show up at GCW before AEW television. Um, uh, Kate, we're going to that show. Schlong uh, again said no to us. Um, do we think, uh, this is at all possible? Uh, I know that, um, when the news kind of broke in my mind, I was like, I don't know if that seems, you know, like I, I can't even think of, I can't even remember when he decided to go out and, and get treatment. Um, but, uh, it just felt like, uh, I don't know. It felt like a short time, uh, but maybe not every uh, you know uh this pandemic is really fucked with my sense of time so i have no idea <laughs> could be a week could be a year um i think it feels fast to me too but i think also you know this isn't wwe where you're doing a bunch of house shows like wrestling once or twice a week i think is might actually be good for someone who's like getting <clears throat> back into the swing of things after getting out of rehab but there's certainly heavy rumors and Eddie Kingston was posting a ton like on his timeline, like pictures of the two of them and stuff like that. So I think Eddie's a little too smart of a worker not to, you know, to do that if he's not coming back. Um, <clears throat> but he also has an infinite home and COVID is running rampant and we would be stupid to pretend um, that AEW wasn't running, running rampant at and everywhere else in every sport. And it was, um, so the Jacksons were public about it. I, you know, I certainly think there's probably other people who are choosing not to be public about it that probably have it. Um, and he's got a, a very tiny baby immune system at home. So he probably is being careful and taking his time. I think it's definitely a possibility that we get it at Hammerstein. I think it's very possible because that's just such a big deal venue. And they've basically been holding the title off for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if it happens, it'll be exciting. Uh, it just seemed, uh, I don't know, when I saw the rumor, I was like, it seems like such a short period of time. Yeah. But listen, you know, we all know our own health, right? So I can't comment on somebody else's progress and, and all that kind of stuff. So, hey, we'll see if it happens. Uh, guys, uh, the last piece uh, of news I have here is... Uh, the absolute trolling that is going on uh, on between Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti because uh, on, uh, I don't know if it was That's New Year's. That's the last piece of news you have? It's the last one I have, unless you've got something else. We're not going to talk about Samoa Joe getting released? I mean, that, you know, 
It's fantasy booking again. We fucking did this already. I'm so fucking tired of that. Anyway. Okay, so you can't ignore Samoa Joe and the fact that Danielson and CM Punk are active and William Regal. Thank you very much. Well, we'll get there. I was thinking about bringing it up, but it wasn't in my agenda. Anyway, um, the absolute trolling that is going on between Tainara and uh, Sammy Guevara. Um. 2022 starting off uh with a bang for those two that's not meant to be a pun but it sure could be um so we need blue chewettes my goodness guys uh for all of the rumors and the uproar that was going on they're sure leaning into this one huh any surprise here i mean it seems like once they posted a new year's picture of them smooching i was like oh okay i think this is like a real thing yeah, good yeah. for them and fuck everyone who was g- giving them shit that's all yeah especially no, her <laughs> oh, oh i mean listen uh you know if uh if they are gonna do what they are probably doing they're adults i said it when all this stuff went down anyway let them make their own decisions and you know do whatever they want but uh i just bring it up because it was so funny that like a week before there was all this uproar and then uh they <laughs> they post this photo on new year's day uh so it just made me chuckle uh all right kate you want to talk about goddamn samoa joe let's talk about fucking samoa joe, joe. joe. so for anybody joe. who's living under a goddamn rock in case um, you are deaf dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe stupid. I don't know. Um, or poor. Cl- clearly, uh, the E is cutting all ties to Triple H's NXT and just fucking cleaning house of the entire regime that was there when he was basically running that brand. Um, my guess is how long, uh, and I don't know, Kate, because I haven't been watching. When are they going to fucking do something else with HBK? Because he was helping Triple H behind the scenes as well. So, um, well, and he was filling Hunter's role while he was out with this heart condition, and they right. clearly given him a broken heart on top of his heart condition. So that's rude. They, they won't get rid of HBK because HBK is Vince's boy. No, no, no. But I know they won't get rid of him. But they could clearly just be like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this with somebody else, and you can just be oh, yeah. under our legend contract." He's going to be he's going to be like a marketing associate. By the end of the year. Yeah, he'll be uh, I, if, um, maybe an intern. He'll be, he'll be an intern. Paid intern. Like that De Niro movie. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I think you know Sean what, Kate, stays unless uh, Hunter so, leaves. Forget Sean. Forget Hunter. Let's we're burying the lead here. I was just going to say um, Samoa Joe cut once before brought back. Now fired yet again by the WWE. Um uh so I, I I mean it's just shocking to see Joe have to go through this again. But he did uh he did put out a note on uh Twitter. He said, Extremely fortunate and grateful to all the young and amazing talent I had the pleasure of working with uh in the past months, only saddened at the loss of an ex- of an excuse to see their continued growth. An achievement. I'm very excited for their future and mine. Um, so what do we think the future holds for Joe now? I mean, I like duh, right? I mean, you have Danielson, you have Cole, you have um punk, you have so many people um 
who Joe has had a history with. I mean, he and and Punk that series of three matches was until Deppin and Jordan Oliver went for a two hour Iron Man match. That was the longest match in in independent wrestling history. That second match, um, yeah. If if he's up for being in the ring, I like if if he wants to continue the physicality of it. I I think it's just such a no brainer. And even if not, he was so great on commentary and has such a, a fantastic wrestling mind. Like, I don't know if you guys know the like Samoa Joe walkaway spot where like if you go to do a move off the top rope, he just walks away. <laughs> like little storytelling nuances like that are just things that he's absolutely incredible at. So um I I can't I can't wait to see him show up there. And I feel like that's just such a miss if if you don't sign him. And I just I think it's so funny because I think he probably would have heard from AEW and he was like, you know what? I'm gonna give NXT like a, a good faith here. I'm gonna give Triple H a good faith. He got released in the next day. Hunter was like, you know what? We've got a place for you in NXT. <laughs> like <laughs> not do anything. Then he goes and wins the title, and then he drops the title. He dethrones Kyrie yeah. Cross, who was undefeated, who is now also released, um, and then was not medically cleared, which seems to be the biggest load of shit, and then was, like, talent scouting and got let go. So he came back for, like, two matches, I think. Yeah. Listen, this is this was this was one of my things that I said, like, when Kevin Owens resigned, right? And again, good for Kevin Owens. He's getting money and his family's getting... His family's going to be taken care of. But like, you know, I see, you know, I was flipping through stuff the other night and I saw Kevin Owens on TV and he's jobbing out to to somebody. You know, he's he's eating a pin <clears throat> in a championship, you know, kind of uh, quali- title qualifying match. You know, it's like, really, this is, you know, this is what you come back for. I hope you're involved in something else. And it's just like the same thing with Joe. He gets released. He goes back like weeks later and like you said takes the title drops it immediately like that's what you go back for i don't understand it i mean owens is at least in the title picture and it looks like they're setting him up for a run with seth which will be fun but the other day i was like oh kevin owens is just gonna jump off of crazy shit for three years and get paid and then leave uh that became very apparent with his swanton bomb and um the frog splash he did the other day but joe i just feel like was such a funny one of like i got released but i trust this and i trust i like what's going on in nxt right because it was like roh with the budget um (laughs) actually you've been here for a minute and a half and we're gutting the entire product and hunter didn't know that when he re-signed you is just such like a ridiculous fuck you Budget cuts. It's always the uh, excuse. Budget cuts. Budget cuts, my friend. Well, listen. I mean, they they the rumor was out the other day that um, that uh, they wanted to sell to Fox, and Fox said it's a little too rich for our blood, and that's why they decided to you know license or whatever uh, SmackDown. So they're clearly trying to fucking sell that company. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, There's my it's God. Just too obvious at this point. It's just ridiculous. Um, well, Kate's going to explode if Joe shows up in AEW, but I mean, he'd have to have some sort of time that he's got to wait before doing that. Um, who knows what it might look like, though? If if uh, if anything 
if there's anything that history has taught me, it's that the NXT legal crew doesn't read their contracts. So for all we know, it could be five days. And they do let, if you're going to say it's budget cuts, which I don't know if they did that with Joe and Joe might've asked for his release with Regal going. Um, I didn't read any of that, but like when it's budget cuts, sometimes they let you out early and he got so fucked. I wonder if they would let him out of his non-compete, but some people like to take the payday and heal up their bodies. It's not like the worst thing, but yes, if I get Samoa Joe and Eddie Kingston, I'm going to, I'm going to just die like i'll just pass out somewhere and kate just to um excuse me just to give you some background on um the last kind of few uh i guess his last kind of period with the e um his last wrestling match on or, or his last matches with uh the main roster came in february of 2020 when he was aligned with Kevin Owens and Seth Roll against Seth Rollins and the Authors of Pain, then he was declared uh, medically ineligible to compete uh, following multiple concussions. He then wrestled uh, in one match. Since then, uh, that's when he defeated Karrion Cross for the NXT title at Takeover 36 in August. He then vacated the title, apparently due to injury, but we never learned anything more about that, uh, and uh, that was it. So, um, all she wrote. So sorry. So he had one match in his return. Yeah. And then a vacated title. And then they fucking moved carrying cross up and said, see you later, pal. Yeah. Nice to know you. But first you're going to lose to Jeff Hardy twice. <clears throat> oh my God. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Kate, do you have any other news you want to talk about? No, I just, I love William Regal too. And I hope, he is backstage at AEW because I think that would be very good for them. Listen, some of the the names that they've been releasing in my head, like William Regal, is like no brainer, dude. Yeah, like, this is backstage fucking agent you could bring in. This is somebody who who was clearly doing things right in his time at NXT. Um prior to all of the changes they decided to make, you know, and go 2.0. Like, I think Regal, I mean, listen, the AEW women's division has do, been doing much better as of late. Somebody in the Discord said it like, oh, there's six storylines going on with the ladies right now. Like, yeah, they got a lot of stuff going on. Regal could help in the women's division. He can continue to help them grow. He doesn't even need to work with the men. Like, have him work with Especially- the women. Like, he's a character guy. And the women's division with the character side of stuff. Like, you have Brett. Jade is obviously all character. Um, But he, when you said no-brainer, when I was going on my, like, on my Twitter timeline yesterday, the amount of people that are stars now that were just like, there's no me without William Regal. Like, like... Bailey, Becky, FTR, like everyone was like, we don't exist without this specific guy. Um, and he just seems like the loveliest human in addition to that. Like, I think he's an old white guy who's still a little bit more connected to the more modern era, which I think would be very, very good for them. Like, I think it's good that they have a lot of modern wrestlers with old school guys backstage. Having a guy like him, I think could be really, really, really healthy for them. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> You you kind of said it yourself, right? Like a lot of these guys who said we wouldn't be where we are today without William Regal. We we are constantly talking about kind of like, well, not constantly, but we've talked about it in the past saying how like, okay, 
when AEW first started, right? The next crop of guys are going to be the MJFs, the Jungle Boys, the private parties, you know. Um, we're kind of at that point now, right, where these guys are now kind of moving up. So we have to have the next guys behind them. I mean, you know, we we talk about Hook all the time and stuff. But honestly, like, look at the guys like like a Hook, right? He's so over. Daniel Garcia, He's, are you kidding? Daniel Garcia, um, the top flight. Dante Martin and uh, his brother when he gets back. I mean, these are all guys who are the next, uh, you know, who are going to be of the next crop, right? So having somebody like William Regal be able to come in and work with those guys, or like I said, even the women, he doesn't even have to touch the men's division. Just he can work with the women. I mean, it would be fantastic to me. That's no brainer. And if you want to bring Joe in, I'd be behind Joe. It's just so fucking funny. It's it's not funny, but it's it's a it's, little. Joe is a funny one because one, you just you know he's gonna be fine. So like, we're normally I'm like maybe the second someone gets fired, don't go fantasy book them. But Joe, you're like, duh, like that guy's gonna be fine. And just his return back to what ended up happening is like is actually kind of funny. Um, but I yeah I I don't understand how you don't have someone like Samoa Joe and just his versatility like. He, backstage commentary like he's he's unreal so i think um he was wwe's best commentator when he was on the desk like by a mile <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine schlong i want to throw this one at you can you imagine a dark table and i know we love taz and excalibur but can you imagine putting taz and joe together It'd be amazing it would be absolutely and, amazing and listen that's not me saying if you bring in joe he doesn't have to wrestle. Like if, if they, if Joe can wrestle and he wants to wrestle, I'll clearly let Joe wrestle. But if they want to bring him in and he's like, I don't really want to wrestle. I just want to do something like commentary or backstage or whatever. Fuck him. And Taz would be so amazing. That might be the best commentary trio in the business. If that happened. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to move Excalibur off it. Just put the trio together. My God. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's just so odd to see what they've done to NXT, and it's uh, just such an assassination attempt on on Hunter. Clearly, at this point, like they even like they let Timothy Thatcher go. It's like you're just literally now picking apart the last remaining pieces of what he did. It's uh, it's just so it just it makes me so fucking angry because I don't remember where I saw it. I saw it somewhere. It was probably a, a rumor note somewhere or a blurb in a story somewhere, but I swear that it, it was something to the effect of like, um, uh, AEW talent is looking for, and it was specific to the women. It was like talent is looking for women who can wrestle, not necessarily focused on all looks where NXT is really primarily looking for a look and not skill whatsoever. Um, it just seems like such a terrible fucking way of attacking the next group of people that you want to bring up. Um, well, cause they all know. have to be the same that way. That's what sucks about it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with you bringing in college football players. I have a problem with you only bringing in college football players. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Or, or women who are of a certain height, weight and body type in 25 right um who have no experience and have no desire to be a wrestler but hey we'll put you on television it's just crazy anyway um well guys uh 
three hours. We're not expecting to go three hours. Ryan and I were ready to wrap up at two. Um, and then Maniac Matt came in. Kate came in. Kate, you've been with us long enough here. Why don't you tell the people where you're going to be? <laughs> um, well, now I my apartment's like roasting hot. but uh, <laughs> So I'll be sweating at home, but I will also be at Kate on deck, I see. Um, on Twitter, you can find me on Tuesdays doing sour graps after the atrocity that is NXT 2.0. Wednesdays, obviously, right here, and Fridays with Sean Ross Sapp doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show. Obviously, please. here Wednesday nights, Ryan, except when the heat doesn't work or when I'm uh, sick or, you know, that kind of stuff. We get it. We get it. We know where we are. We get it. Ryan, you're a proud member of the two live crew A team. Uh, why don't you tell the people what you're up to? Well, you can find me using the Mark Order Pods Twitter at Mark Order Pod. You'll mostly see the the most active I get is on Monday and Tuesday nights, live tweeting AEW Dark Elevation, AEW Dark, uh, and then I'm here on Wednesdays, and then I do nothing. I sit here with my my blanket because I'm cold. He's so chilly. Do you know um, the real reason why I wasn't on in the beginning? It's because I had a hot dog last night, and I just didn't want to fucking hear about it, all right? I didn't even know you had a hot dog last night, Kate. That's because I ate it like a normal person. In one bite. She ate it in one bite. Oh? I deep-throated a hot dog. Oh, my God. Ryan, three hours, three minutes, 46 <laughs> seconds. You are welcome. I also had a pretzel and a soda. I had a couple of bottles of water. I didn't snack. Didn't snack. You did not snack. Um, Ryan, you're also going to be with us at AEW in Atlantic City, uh, February 9th. February 9th. Oh, he decided to come to one of them. Finally. Uh, Ryan will be with us. The Full Mark Order podcast will be in Atlantic City on uh, February 9th. So if you're going to be there, let us know. Um. Uh, some of us will also be at GCW at Hammerstein uh, later this month. Uh, Kate, uh, myself, Maniac Matt will be there. Um, hopefully with Margs. Hopefully, hopefully with those Margs in him. Or Double Jack and Cokes. Whatever is going to get them going. Um, but he'll be there with us. Uh, some of the other uh, misfits from the, uh, the uh, Shining Wizards Discord will be there, uh, which we are looking forward to uh, kind of meeting up with everybody and hanging out Nate, I'm, not, I'm not something in the chat yeah, yeah yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take off before you get to show off your bootleg i got a free t-shirt because bootleg t-shirt guy in the parking lot thought i was cute he was and talking to, to go, aunt i had to go put my purse in the car because it was too big to bring into the arena and he was like you want a t-shirt and i was like oh i don't have cash and he was like i take card and i was like oh i'm just running back to car to put my purse away like not looking to buy a shirt i have nine million wrestling shirts and he was like what size are you you cute and they gave me this this little bootleg nice. and then on the back and then i extremely quickly walked away because i didn't want to i didn't want to engage in a conversation i just want my t-shirt and go the fuck out of there <laughs> let's hope it makes one wash fingers crossed <laughs> prayers up um Kate, uh, Ryan, by the way, uh, from what I understand is Kate uh, tried to bring a bag in and they they were like, sorry, like, it's too big. You can't bring it in. And Kate was like, do you know who the fuck I am? Yeah, that's what I said. I'm, I'm Hollywood Kate. Damn it. I'm Hollywood Kate Hensler. 
a fight club and sour graps and apparently some bullshit called the Mark Order podcast. <laughs> when I feel like it. Yeah, when I fucking feel like it. And they were like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, you can't bring your bag in. She was like, I'll have your badge number. You'll never work this arena again. And then, like, I was like, I don't think you realize, like, for normal people, I would just go put my bag in the car, but it's me. So I, like, had to sign autographs on the way out. People want my picture. Like, it was it's nighttime, not running so she, an errand. People yeah, it was nighttime, so she wasn't me. wearing her sunglasses so people could exactly. see who it was. They were like, oh, my God, it's Kate the Bangs. <laughs> Kate the Bangs. It's all about the it. Bangs, baby. Baby. Um, so uh Schlong said it. He's hanging out on the Mark Order Podcast Twitter at Mark Order Pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh TikTok, Facebook, uh on the YouTubes. Uh follow us if you want some free stickers, shoot us a DM with your name and address. We'll send you out some free stickers. Um anywhere in the world. So just let us know. We'll handle the postage there. Um uh if you uh are watching us uh on youtube and you've stuck with us for the full time thank you so much uh we appreciate you guys watching and chatting with us drew and asian joe and rob and and everybody else who's chimed in tonight uh i can't recall but thank you for checking us out um if you're listening to us in podcast form we thank you as well Uh, make sure wherever you're listening to us in podcast form you are liking subscribing rating reviewing whatever you got to do to help us out in the podcast algorithms uh but we do suggest that if you're listening to this especially tonight's episode go back and watch us on youtube to see where matt joins the fray um shirtless yes uh actually let's let's say topless it's a little sexier it is it's a little sexy matt's gone wild he's topless matt went topless so if you uh, do listen to podcasts for him please continue to do so but check us out all our videos stay up on our youtube and facebook and even our twitter um so uh give us a give us a look uh and uh when kate decides to show up you'll also see her on those um so guys um a uh a fun night uh ryan it started as the two live crew uh then matt gets on and kate decides that she has to jump in and then matt's gotta go because he's drunk so now we're back to the three but we know who's really at the heart of it. It's the two live crew. So thank you, Ryan. Love you, buddy. And you wonder why I don't come around. Live crew. Boom. Ryan knows it. We we got uh, hand signals and everything. Wow. Enjoy your, your tag team. One day you'll be one of Ryan's rough and ready backgrounds. Oh, man. If we can get ourselves on the rough and ready background, that'd be you fantastic. Gotta, you got to get one of them vests. I have a vest, but it's not a leather vest, so it wouldn't look that badass. Yeah. I do have a sweater vest. A we could do a Mean Street Posse thing. You could do a Mean Street Posse thing. Could do a Mean Street Posse. I also have a number of um of like hockey jerseys schlong. We could do a uh, uh we could do uh oh fuck. I can't remember the name of the tag team. Um fuck it. I can't remember. It's too fucking late. <laughs> Anyway, um, I really was going to do a run in and then I stayed the whole time. Yeah, you just stayed the whole time. <laughs> anyway, uh, Asian Joe said it. Matt was topless. Kate's in bed. You should oh, definitely okay. be watching this in uh, in uh, on YouTube. So thanks, everybody, for chatting in. Uh, Kate, thanks for jumping on. Uh, Ryan, always a pleasure. Uh, you can ca- go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Do it. 
No, 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 no. Go, go, go. No, I, I, no. Take I'm us home, Ryan. Like... Yeah, please take us home. But he's going to tell us where you can catch us. No, go ahead. Just give it to me, and then I'm going to hit the button. So, schlong and good night. We'll see you next week on the Mark Order Podcast. Quarter podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.